everyone's all about that nostalgia. People loving looking back on the good old days. Well, luckily, old Steven Spielberg's got your back because he put out the newest film, Ready Player One. Everyone's looking out for them Easter eggs, all those throwbacks, all hidden within the film. But does it take away from the film? Is it really good? Is it worth your time? Well, that's what me and T-Max are here to answer. We're here to give you all the hot goss from Ready Player One and a very special Enter the Oasis edition of the review. Review! Come with me, and you'll see, in a world of pure imagination, explanation. (laughs) If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it. <laughs> Wanna change the world? There's nothing to it. We should watch just Willy Wonka. We, let's do it. All right, guys. No show this week. We're gonna go watch Willy Wonka. See you guys. We're off. And we're off. <laughs> Welcome to the review review a show where two small town dudes give you our big dumb opinions. Promises this won't be a musical episode. <laughs> don't make don't make a promise you can't keep, Troy. That's very true. I'm feeling quite jovial tonight. <laughs> uh I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. Did I say that already? No, you didn't. <laughs> I am him. Okay. I am <laughs> serious when I said I was gonna go see Willy Wonka. You can do this by yourself. Alright, here we go. Solo. <laughs> uh and we are going over Ready Player One. Yes. Tonight. Steven Spielberg's hottest. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> I'm back! <laughs> no promises. <laughs> no promises. Uh, but uh, before we get into all of Steven Spielberg's newest outing and his hottest blockbuster feature yeah. of the last week. But there's some news. We should do some news. I mean, I don't want to do it. i just rather sing. Or go watch Willy Wonka. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> I feel like we can get a lot of mileage out of a Willy Wonka episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, we can do it. We should just write it down on a random day. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll just drop it, it on week. you out of nowhere. We'll even say we were going to do something and then just, no, nope, we lied. Willy Wonka today. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> anyway, the news. The news. Here we go, JT. Starting with... Netflix. Yes. Netflix. Hot about town with all of their huge uh shows dropping this year. A oh. lot of a lot of dough dropped on original content. One yes. of them being the Lost in Space reboot we brought up yeah. a week or so back. And that comes out the sometime 13th. this month. Yeah. Um, soon. Well, it's getting mixed results from pre-screenings mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 now, here's what they say. It looks great. 
for yeah. being a television show budget. I yeah. Who, who knows what kind of budget they actually had that Netflix threw at it? Yeah. But it has dumb characters. <laughs> they do dumb things for being like scientific exploration. I can see that. While the show looks great, yeah. They make the dumbest choices in this show. Fantastic. So, if anyone doesn't know who Lost in Space is, uh, it's this family, the Robinson family. Yeah. Uh, they go into space, and through some mishap, they get lost in it. What? And that's their uh, goal, to either get back to Earth and find civilization, or something like that. Who yeah. knows? Goals may change in whatever version you watch yeah. of it. In this version, I hear they're trying to get to Alpha Centauri, because they found a planet circling that star that is habitable and is a paradise. And they can restart because Earth is, you know... It's a big piece of it's shit. It's a big piece of shit. That's what it's gotten to be. <laughs> Their words, not ours. I mean... They say it first episode. They're putting words in my mouth. I can't yeah. I can't help but say it. Yeah. Um, Will, Will Robinson says it himself. Yeah. Earth is a piece of shit, Dad. Yeah, and then he slaps him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Then the robot comes out of nowhere and yeah. says, Danger Will Robinson, and then slaps his dad, yeah, too. And he kills the dad, <laughs> yeah. first episode. It's a it's a robot. Yeah. It's Terribly strong. Roller coaster ride of a show. Right. Well, eventually, they all get into a ship. Dad, weekend at Bernie style. <laughs> <laughs> they play some mambo music, and he dances onto the ship, weekend at Bernie's 2 style. <laughs> and they go to, go to launch themselves to Alpha Centauri. They accidentally run into a wormhole, shoots them to the other side of the universe. What? Now they're lost in the said space. Yeah. What are they going to do? Have misadventures. Exactly. That's what they're going to do. So the the review that I read, I think, came from the USA Today uh, webpage on their media section. Mm -hmm. And they said that the characters borderline on the... Prometheus or Alien Covenant kind of uh, dumbness. Like, they make decisions uh, that no one would ever make. It's like, uh, uh, The fact that they cited sources of things I don't like. Yeah, and those two <laughs> things where I'm like, oh, that's pretty spot on kind of yeah. dumb. <laughs> those are things I've seen and know and that have commented yeah. on how I can dumb almost, they are. I can almost see how dumb they are based on a few of your... So, Sources. I still, I think I'm going to check this out, because I, I think it looks good enough yeah. that it still is holding my attention. Yeah. I, well, worse comes to worse, just stop after a couple episodes if it right. just gets to be too much. Give it the first, hopefully they're not, like, huge marathon long episodes. Yeah. Like, hour and a half type shit. Oof. I would take a good, nice 30 to 45 minutes, tell a full story, go on to your next one. Yeah. I'd be good with that. Put in the first three eps, see if it's good or not. There you go. There you go. See if you got a little arc, mini arc going, huh? It's only ten eps. Mm -hmm. So, there you have it. Well, I'm done talking about that shit. I'm going to move on. <laughs> uh, speaking of... Oh, wait. No, I don't have any more Netflix news. I've got just different news. Here we go. Matt Reeves' Batman yes. has been rumored to be about the death of Jason Todd. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. Matt yeah. Reeves has come out and said, uh-uh. I don't think so. That's not what I'm doing. Get the fuck out First of, of all, don't have a script. Secondly, 
<laughs> ben Affleck is either in or out of the movie. We don't know yet. Yeah. But a fun, uh, not a funny thing, but an interesting thing, he said, if Affleck finally decides what he's doing, that will be the linchpin of what kind of movie he's going to make. Gotcha. If Affleck is out, rumors has it that Gyllenhaal is in for sure. Gotcha. And he will be playing a younger Batman doing you younger adventures. There you go. So that way you can, like, differentiate why the actor change is different because it's I a see. younger, older aspect. I see. I, I can kind of believe that Jalen Hall would be, like, a, a younger Ben Affleck. Yeah. In a way. Me too. It's a suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Just got to buy into it. Come on. And then if he's good enough, people won't care if he gets to be the older Batman because Gyllenhaal killed it. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. Do a Days of Future Past with uh, with Gyllenhaal. That's right. Nobody will even notice. <laughs> no one will even probably care. <laughs> not, at this point, no. They will not. But uh, I'm glad you're on my side because I think that's a great idea. I like it. Uh, so Affleck, just decide what you're doing with your life. Quit getting back tattoos. <laughs> and just fucking give us a straight answer. Yeah. That's all we're asking for. That's all we're asking for. Have you seen Cannibal the Musical? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, took me a while to think about it. <laughs> we got there, though. That's good. Uh, JT. The, the sky is full and all the leaves are green. <laughs> My heart is full as a baked potato. I think you know precisely what I mean. When I say it's a spodoical day. When I say it's a split <laughs> The fact that you still did the lip quiver is still the best. Oh man, we should just watch Cannibal the Musical. Let's watch Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> Fuck this. Bye guys. We're off. We're off. Yeah. What was it? Oh shit. Uh, JT Spider-Man on the PS4. Yeah. Is here the wait is over is it coming out soon no shit <laughs> coming out in september god but damn marvel... i thought it was coming out like earlier this year that's what everybody thought marvel uh entertainment tweeted today the wait is over for knowing how long to wait yeah exactly <laughs> and so at the end of the trailer it said coming in september it's like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing <laughs> Well, don't I hate that trailer to the trailer shit. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah. That's a trailer telling me when I have to wait. Come on. If it's done, put it out. Yeah. You know it's done. Come on. Video game version. It's yeah. done. You know it's done. It's done. It's done. Beep, 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 beep. Video game version. I, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I love your soundbite for video games. Uh, now, this is only going to be exclusively for the PS4, JT. So, if anyone out there is rocking that Xbox, you're not in luck. Shove it up your ass. Which shouldn't be a big surprise since Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah. And they also make PlayStations. It's kind of a given that... Xbox would not be getting Spider-Man. Still Xbox, shove it up your ass. Shove it up your asses. Asses. You have an Xbox S or X or whatever it is. That makes it easier to shove up your ass because they're smaller. Right. And it's shove it up your ass in 4K. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. It's gonna it's gonna look real good when you're shoving it up your ass. Uh, moving on, JT. Black... Get that 1040p of shoving up your ass. <laughs> Black Panther movie update. Mm. I'm gonna do this until it's out of theaters. I think because it's still breaking records. It is. Now it is the number four highest grossing domestic movie of all time. Yes. Last time we brought it up was last week when it was number five. Yeah. It beat. Uh oh shit! What was it? Jurassic World mm-hmm. to be the number four highest, and it only needs to make five million more dollars to be number three, <gasps> and shove Titanic out of that oh spot. Oh my gosh! What Which. A- I think it can do. Oh yeah, uh, five million dollars is nothing. It it can do it, in a, and that's as of four three April third. Yeah, I didn't get what it made today. Obviously, it probably didn't make five million today. Yeah, probably not today. <laughs> but with the next weekend coming up, who knows? It could be it could be inching there pretty soon. Oh yeah. It also has made itself into the now number ten highest grossing worldwide movie of all time not adjusted for inflation Mm -hmm. but it toppled frozen who held that spot for the (gasps) longest time let it go let it go (laughs) to number 11 hold it back anymore (laughs) uh it but that's probably where it's gonna stay unless it gets bumped down by possibly infinity war maybe coming out this week or yeah. not this week of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because it would have to beat Star Wars The Last Jedi, which currently has it at $70 million ahead of where it's at. Okay. And at this late in the game, it's been out for a while. Yeah. So it's been out for almost 50 days. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to make $70 million, Yeah. But that'd be worldwide. Plus, when Infinity War comes out, I think that's going to just push it right out of the theaters altogether. Yeah. There's been some speculation that Black Panther may outperform Infinity War. I've heard that, too. I I doubt it, At first, I scoffed at that, but as time rolls on and Black Panther's still making money, I'm just like, maybe it might... And Black Panther did come out at a time where a lot of things, a lot of other stuff was not out. That's true. But um, I, the only thing that have going that Black Panther is going for it is like it's got the cultural significance yeah. coming out. Everyone rallies for this movie, which yes. is great. Yes, and so I d- with the in- Avengers movie coming out. Granted, it's going to be like a spectacle. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be, like, as an important of a movie culturally as Black yeah. Panther would be. Yeah. Which I think is really giving it its longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got Black Panther in it. That's true. Could also sway people that have seen Black Panther to want, maybe want to go see this. That's true. And it also looks like it's Wakanda heavy. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see, like, what the standings are about end of summer to see what Infinity War is doing compared to Black Panther. I think maybe overall Black Panther might be able to outperform it, but I think Infinity War War might make more money in, like, the first couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it'll... 
It'll come in hot. Yeah, because Infinity, because there's going to be a bunch of stuff coming out in the summer that that's going to yeah. really make it peter out a lot faster than Black Panther, and with, especially and Black Panther also being really culturally significant. Yeah. Well, Black Panther could almost run a whole month uncontested. Yeah. Whereas, like, in two weeks, Deadpool... Oh, no, does Deadpool come out... No, it comes out Deadpool, after Yeah, Infinity Deadpool War. comes out, yeah. But then, like, Rampage, like, The Rocks movie, mm-hmm. comes out, like, a week or two weeks before Infinity War, and then I think there's some other stuff. Or I think Deadpool comes out two weeks after Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Well, so maybe you got, three weeks now with them moving on dates. Around, yeah, that's but, true. But still, but the like, way, but like, it's bookended between these two pretty big films. So, like, even if it's gonna be, if it's still gonna stay number one, you're gonna have other people going to see these other things mm-hmm. that would all, almost always would almost go to Infinity War instead. Yeah, that's true. Um, so who knows? It, it it'll be interesting to see how how it goes. Yeah, having Infinity War, it's pretty much gonna, not gonna be touched. For three weeks until, like, Deadpool comes out. Yeah. But, like, at by the time, like, the third week comes around, it would have to have dropped already probably by yeah. 50%. And then the least. solo film comes out, I think, the week after Deadpool? Or a week or two weeks after Deadpool. It, I would say it had to be two weeks to give that shit time to breathe. Yeah. Don't remember. We'll I could look it up. I have it on the paper right behind there. May 25th. Okay. So it comes out... No, the week after Deadpool comes out. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, we'll see how that That's goes. Summer shit. I'm telling you, the summer season's gonna die when it comes to the point where people are like, man, we're not making as much money off these fucking blockbusters. Maybe we should actually not have a summer season. <laughs> <laughs> well, if when it has, like... Every two weeks of big movies coming out. Like, granted, yeah. like, a lot of young people can go see movies all the time, but if yeah. it comes to, like, big fans of, like, these Marvel movies and stuff like that, and they're, like, guys our age, and yeah. half of them, like, have kids and shit that they just can't go see the movies. Yeah. Like, that's a huge chunk of their audience. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there you have it. Yeah. There you have it. My last bit of news, JT, is more comic book movie news, but maybe a bit of a laugh? At least for me, it is. A chuckle? <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Did you hear about this? No. Is rumored to play Carnage in the Venom movie. Nice. <laughs> uh, according to Bleeding Cool. Yeah. So take that with however many okay. grains of salt you need. Okay. But uh, just today or the last few days, he's been like heavily rumored to show up in the Venom movie yeah. to be playing Carnage. Only to more or less set up a Carnage movie <laughs> that would be coming further down the pipeline. Uh, Sony, quit, quit putting the cart before the horse here. Let's see how this solo venture does, and if so, spin off from there. Don't be <laughs> doing a they're Dracula dark, dark universing yeah this don't shit. be dark universing all this shit so fast out the gate god every time I'm feeling kind of down I always think about that picture of like everybody <laughs> in the dark universe and their like suits and shit and think of how terribly that went down Russell Crowe <laughs> holding that person's invisible hand <laughs> and it makes me feel happy that they threw a ton of money and 
prep into all this, and it went nowhere. <sighs> Poor Russell Crowe. He didn't make enough money off of the Dark Universe, and so now he has to do a chair. He has to do a uh, auction to afford his divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh no did you see shit for that no i haven't like he's auctioning off like a bunch of like stuff from like his movies because oh, no. him and his wife are getting a divorce jesus so, <laughs> like auctioning off all this stuff to afford the divorce god what uh how long has he been married to her then i don't know because that sounds like he got married before he got big and so there was no prenup involved yeah i don't know <laughs> But I, I think it's like a mutual thing because him and his wife are doing it together. Ooh. And like uh, there was like something they were like looked up something where they were like showing items from it. And one of them was like a jock strap that he wore in Cinderella Man. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, Crow. Uh, it's funny as hell. It's terrible. Uh, anyway, that's all the news I got. All right. And while sure. you're fishing for news, I'm going to pour myself... Ooh. Another glass of... Can you hear that beautiful red? Another glass of vino. Bottle red. <laughs> Bottle white. I'll bring I'll bring up why I'm drinking wine tonight, maybe later in the show. But, uh... Just sounded good. Sounded... Sounded good. And wine usually makes me kind of sleepy, so I might be... <laughs> you might be asleep by the end of our episode. Mmm. <laughs> Beer mm-hmm. before I start. What ah, that whistle? What that whistle? If anyone wants to know what kind of wine I'm drinking, it is the General's Reserve Red from Galena Cellars. Yes, it's a bit of a local winery around these parts. Uh, so there you have it. Try it out sometime if you're in that area. Uh, Troy Deadpool two. On the horizon, May 15th, 14th I think it's or something? The 18th. May 18th comes out. Uh, doing a lot of uh, more of that amazing marketing mm-hmm. that it's known for. Uh, I think I saw one thing where they put out a thing on uh, Instagram or something where it's like a Where's Waldo? <laughs> where oh, they really? Put like a, <laughs> they put like a bunch of like different like movie characters in, like, in, in it and shit. Like, I think. I saw like Beauty and the Beast was in it and stuff, <laughs> but it had, like a Where's Waldo where like if you have to find Deadpool and like this Where's Waldo thing. Cool. And uh, another thing they did is that they uh, made a pink Deadpool suit. I saw pictures of this that they are auctioning off for charity for a charity they started called Fuck Cancer. <laughs> Good. Good. So uh, yeah, Deadpool still doing its amazing marketing like it's always done. Awesome. That's cool. I am. Uh... Obviously, cancer is the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm always still surprised because there's, like, people at work that will wear, like, fuck cancer, like, armbands and t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I know cancer is the worst, but can you wear that? Is that appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like the not, it's like a, it's like the Nazis. You just gotta, you just gotta say how you feel about it. That's true. I mean, if I wore a shirt that said "fuck Nazis," yeah, that'd be appropriate get at work. It. Sure, try it. All right, try it. You Do bet. it tomorrow. I'll get a custom made. Get a custom made "fuck Nazis" shirt. <laughs> wear it to work, and then be like, "Hey, so what? What you like Nazis? What are you for Nazis?" 
You're part of that alternative like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Al- alternative right? You're part of those? Uh, Troy, I got some Indiana Jones news. Some Ooh. two big things got dropped. Oh, my God. Involving Indiana Jones this past week. Let me have it. Uh, Steven Spielberg, in an mm. interview, said that... Now, this is just from Spielberg. I don't think Harrison Ford has commented on it yet. Okay. That uh, Indiana Jones 5 will be... Not just Harrison Ford's last film as Indiana Jones, but from what Steven Spielberg said, Harrison Ford's last movie ever. Holy shit. That uh, he's going to retire after Indiana Jones 5. Okay. From acting. Okay. And uh, Steven Spielberg also added that for the next Indiana Jones, he's looking for the character to be portrayed by a woman. Oh, okay. Indiana Jane. <laughs> or as he said, Indiana Joan. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> That's better. That's better. Good one, Spielberg. You got me, Stevie. So what do you think of those two news elements, Troy? I want to say I don't believe that'll be Harrison Ford's last movie. Because mm-hmm. I bet you it's going to be his last blockbuster big, huge thing. Yeah. Because it... I mean, he's gone through all of his, like, tentpole characters. Yeah. I can I can see it being his last one though, because I think Indiana Jones has always been kind of near and dear to his heart, and I can kind of see him wanting to go out with the with the thing that he loved the most. Yeah, I can see that, but I mean, I I I guess I don't know where his head's completely at. Yeah, because he he's glad. I guess he's glad that he's not Han Solo anymore. He's got out of that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, have to be like. Fucking harassed by fanboys. Gonna be so what are you doing? Yes, Star Wars. Yeah, he he kind of got out of being Deckard. Like he did one more romp with him. Yeah, and I don't think they're ever going to do another. <laughs> no, not ever again. In another thirty years, maybe. Probably, we'll try yeah. It again. Yep. And that will just bomb again. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, one more romp is Indiana Jones to get it out of the way, pass the torch, maybe. Yeah. But I could still feel like. He could do, like, an independent thing, like a pet project or something like okay. that. I could see him doing, like, a small something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't want to say he's, like, completely out. But, I mean, he is, like, the only other character that he has left would be the fugitive or whatever. I didn't kill my wife yeah. again! <laughs> Why do I keep being put in situations where it looks like I killed my wife? <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones comes back for it again, too. He's like, I still don't care. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> Look at us. We're fucking melting. Why are we screen. still doing this shit? Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. But otherwise, I have always been curious about passing the torch for Indiana Jones. They tried yeah. it in Crystal Skull. Yeah. And I think it went over then, like hot dog yeah. shit. It went over as well as in, as Harrison Ford even took the hat back before it could have been passed. <laughs> before the movie was over. Yeah. Before the movie was over, they knew it was going like, to go well. Uh, and it was like, audible. Ah, shit. <laughs> I can already tell they hate it. Let's take, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not, I'm not retiring yet. Right. There was somebody or some podcast that was going over like the lineage of Indiana Jones and where it should like. If it should be like a legacy character or if it should just end. Yeah. And somebody said that short round from Temple of Doom should end up taking the spot. Yeah. Like have like Steven Yeun from like 
uh, Walking Dead end up like being an adult short round, yeah, and, like taking over. Which I'm like, I'm not okay. opposed to it, yeah, but at the same time, like, it is like an iconic character guess, of Harrison Ford. I guess there was a thing on April Fool's Day where I guess they were trying to put news out there that Ken Jeong was going to play short round in Indiana Jones 5. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I, if it's ends up being like a... Would it be like another like daughter or son thing? I don't know. I didn't read if it was going to be like a full-on reboot or if they were going to actually make it connected to the universe as it is, but I don't know. Huh. All right. I'm interested in that. I would love to see more of those kind of movies, but you can do those kind of movies like with Tomb Raider or like the Uncharted series. Yeah, like there's now. enough stuff out there where you can Make movies like that without ha- that having to be Indiana Jones. Right. And so you could just leave it as it is. <laughs> just let it have its, like, ending, its finale, and then just yeah. let it be its own thing. Yeah. And then, like, reboot it after I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I know people always say, like, well, you still have the originals. But I'm like, yeah, but shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> they fucking took it and tainted the name of it. All right? Shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up and just stop it, okay? God. Uh, I got some Jimmy Cam's news. Old James Cameron. What's he doing? Uh, I guess he said in an interview. From a submarine? Yeah, from a submarine (laughs) from the Marinara Trench. (laughs) That that Steven Spielberg beat him in just hours of getting the rights to Jurassic Park. Mm. And he said in his version of Jurassic Park, it would be, quote, much nastier. <laughs> All right. Whatever. As in, there would be a lot more blood, I guess. Oh. All right. It's, no, it's fine. <laughs> Jurassic Park is borderline perfect. Shut the yeah, fuck up. Shut up. James, you're fucking, you came up too quick from the ocean again. You got bubbles in your brain. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, shithead. What's that called again? Did we try to look that up once? Yeah, we did. And um, you, had a, you had a name for it, but I don't think it was right. I, I kept saying the rickets. Yeah, you said the that rickets. That's I, what you said. <laughs> I know it wasn't right, but that's all I could think of. <laughs> Are you looking up bubbles in the brain right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it. I am. But also, I think I also remember reading that uh, Jeff Goldblum said that uh, Ian Malcolm almost got written out of Jurassic Park. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, that would have been a mistake. That would have been a mistake. Is yeah. Ian Malcolm's like one of the best parts of it. Decompression sickness oh, is what's it yeah. called. Motherfucking James Cameron's got decompression sickness. Or the rickets. The bends. Oh, there you go. I've heard the I've bends. I've heard the bends. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. We've figured it out. She got the Mercedes Benz. <laughs> she got bubbles in her brain. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being in Hotel California. I went, uh, I went off script. Oh, you son of a bitch. The I didn't Eagles even know be that pissed. Was, I didn't even know that was from Hotel California, to be honest. What? You don't I didn't pick out I don't know all of the fifteen minutes of Hotel California to Hotel know. California is a classic. I know it's a classic, but I can't pick out one line from it and be like, Oh, that's from Hotel California unless they're saying like, Welcome to Hotel California. I fucking love Hotel California. Sing the whole thing. 
Uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do remember. Her mind is Tiffany twisted. She got the Mercedes Benz. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Maybe you can you, check out every time you, you like, but you can never leave. Maybe you were a bit off key when. That's why I couldn't get it. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe I have the Benz also. Oh no. <laughs> Were you working below sea level? <laughs> yeah. Also on a ship where now I also have rickets oh, and no, scurvy. No! All the nautical diseases. What a shitty place to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tie a hell of a knot. Good. <laughs> like go, you're, like yeah. a, you're like a, a seasick boy scout over here. That's right. That's right. But you learned to tie a great knot. A uh, ship shank. <laughs> An old Granny Smith or whatever the maybe fuck. it's a sheep shank. Fuck, I don't remember. Not it's the it's the Benz. <laughs> it's the Benz talking. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, oh shit! I forgot it's my news. <laughs> I'm just filling for time until you came back yeah. in. Uh, Troy Linda Carter mm-hmm. got her star in the Walk of Fame this week. Mm. Good. I missed that. Yeah. She got on there along with uh, Mark Hamill. Was it like a month ago? Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. Good. You I go. was. I. You know what? I'm still surprised that Mark Hamill just got his, and I'm also kind of surprised that Linda Carter just got hers. Yeah. Like they're pretty iconic. Like, yeah, it's like they're like backlogging. They're like, yeah, yeah. we should probably give them a star now. <laughs> yeah, we we're just getting to them. Like, what is going on <laughs> over there? Do they have to find real estate to do it? Yeah, they're just gonna buy more sidewalk. <laughs> uh, this just made me laugh. I guess for uh, the Han Solo solo film, sure, coming up right around the corner. There, in the cast list, <laughs> they have put out a name of a character that is pretty fucking ridiculous. Okay. Uh, there's a I guess there's a character in the solo film called. Thurm Scissor Punch. (laughs) That's even more ridiculous than the (laughs) shitty, stupid name that I was going to make up and say. Yeah. So there's an alien in uh, the Han Solo film called Thurm Scissor Punch. Great. Perfect. Does it have a a IMDB page with who's playing him? Or is he going to be all... No, I I have no idea. That's too bad. He's an Imperial officer. <laughs> yeah. Admiral Scissor Punch. <laughs> yeah. Admiral Scissor Punch. <laughs> uh, yes, my lord. <laughs> got a rumor for you, Troy. Uh-huh. Might I open that mill? <clears throat> oh, wow. Put a lot Probably more into that those, one. That's grease good. those hinges as well. Yeah, they are. It's pretty hard to get it open nowadays. We're not, we, don't have, we don't have enough rumors. We're too thorough. That's true. We're too thorough. Uh, I guess there's a rumor that went out this past week that in uh, the Dark Phoenix film, oh god, uh, oh, Jessica god. Chastain, oh god, oh, god. yeah, it, like, if there was that rumor out there that she was going to play, uh, what's her name, that alien princess, Lalandra. Yeah, there was the rumor that she was going to play Lalandra. Uh-huh. But there's a rumor out this week. That's stating that she might be playing a gender-swapped Mr. Sinister in Dark Phoenix. All right. What do you think of that? Well, 
I at this point I don't care. All right, do not care. But uh, <laughs> I also heard that John Hamm was rumored to play Mister Sinister. Ooh, I, I would be for that. Um, I feel if the X, like I don't know what's going on with the 20th Century Fox deal here, like what their goal is for whatever movies they still have on the slate. If they still want to make like, I, I mean, they probably want to make the return on it. Yeah. But I feel like on their last few breaths they have of this company. Yeah. Then uh, maybe they should go out on a, like, not such a sour note and try to, like, change a lot of shit. Mm hmm. Because I feel like that is just going to be a negative press if they gender bend Mr. Sinister. Like, a character that has Mr. in the title of <laughs> yeah. its name. That might be, like, pushing, like, the whole uh, gender equality thing where it's like, I mean,. I'm all for women getting roles. Yeah. But the character's name is Mr. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm going to be like, I don't care. Yeah. But I'm just looking out for, I guess, 20th Century Fox. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, either one would be fine. Uh... Troy, I'd like to get your opinion on this. All right. It's a little interesting tidbit. Let me have uh, it. I guess some word went out that because there are some, there were extra plans for uh, Leia uh -huh. in the upcoming Star Wars films, uh -huh. that there is word out there that Leia might be played by Meryl Streep in the future. I heard tidbits about this. And uh, there's a lot of fans that are against it. Obviously, yeah. Uh, what, what, what is your take on it? I was at first against it. Yeah. And then somebody I heard explain that actually Meryl Streep and uh, Carrie Fisher were very good friends. Yeah. So really the only person that probably would feel comfortable finishing out that role would be Meryl Streep. Yeah. So I'm not completely against it. Yeah. But I feel like they should try to work around her passing. Yeah. Instead of, like, shoving somebody else in the role for one more film. Yeah. I I, I mean, know. I know Meryl Streep can disappear into a role. She's, like, yeah. known to oh, do yeah. that. Yeah. And so, like, I'm, I wouldn't be necessarily worried about the performance. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the principle of the thing. Yeah. That's the whole thing of it. I think, yeah. I would like to see what Carrie Fisher would think. Well, it's no, well, no too different. late. Yeah, it's too late now. <laughs> but, like, no, but I, like, I would like to think that, like, <clears throat> in terms of, like, the story as a whole, like, if, if her, if Leia's overarching story... Is that like, like if Han Solo, like if like the whole trilogy is based on like the older characters passing the torch, where like Han Solo dies in the first one, Luke dies in the second one, and then if Leia dies in the third one, yeah, like I would think that like uh, Carrie Fisher would want the story of Leia to have a fitting end. Yeah, I agree. And. If it meant having, like, even, like, a really good friend, like, 
Meryl Streep to step in for her, I, I don't think she would have a problem with that. What do you think about this? What if they... Because oh, not necessarily movies... Uh, now I gotta remember my Roman numerals. <laughs> Seven and eight, they happen right back to back. Yeah. But all the other movies have time jumps in them. Yeah. What if episode nine does a bit of a time jump and it starts with Leia's funeral? Yeah. And it's like a, a big to-do, like it's a big emotional powerful scene. Yeah. And they explain it kind of like in the opening crawl, like setting it up, and then they have this big emotional scene, they do a, a great send-off. And then they just continue with the rest of the movie. Would that be something, like, out of the question? I mean, I can see that working, but I think the ongoing theme with the movies right now is that the the older characters are, like, sacrificing themselves so that the other generation can move on. Because I feel like that's what Han and Luke have done. Yeah. And I think it would only be fitting if that's what Leia were to do. But, I mean, it's kind of a, like, it's at a weird place where... You can't have it with the original actor. Like, yeah. It's, it's it's never going to happen. Yeah. But if, if I think if it's done, because like Harry Potter, like the character, uh, the guy that played Dumbledore in the first film, like, right. Or was it the first it was two? Like the, uh, two or three. I yeah. Don't remember. Well, he died and then they had someone step in for him. Sure. But I mean, it wasn't like Hermione that died. Yeah. It was Dumbledore. <laughs> Who gives a shit about Dumbledore? Dumbledore's a pretty big character in oh, Harry Potter. Oh, shut up about your Harry Potter and fuck hey. you! <laughs> Go fuck! No, that was an overreaction. I don't care about Harry Potter. But no, I think I think if it, it's done in this, it's done in the spirit of the character. Like I don't, I think it wouldn't be as big of a deal. It's an interesting topic of conversation. I would be like interested in what other people think who listen to the show. Mm-hmm. I would like if maybe Chelsea joins us later. Um, I would like to maybe get her input on that if yeah. we can go circle back to it if we remember yeah um but as for meryl streep coming in i wouldn't be against her having a part in as leia yeah but i would like to see it primarily if they work around um like real life passing of oh yeah yeah so that there you go we'll see yeah we will see we will see in uh well Two years. About a year and a half. A year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half. Got a last, last bit of news, Troy. Right. What do you got? Uh, Jurassic World 3. Mm-hmm. There's already talks about that. Jurassic mm-hmm. World Fallen Kingdom, the second one, is right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World 3 nailed down oh, their director. Did you hear about this at all? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what is this? Uh, it's a director of a film we talked about on here. Okay. Do you have any idea? Uh, like, do we talk about him today? No, but, um... It's the director of the first Jurassic World. Oh, God. They're bringing back Colin Trevorrow All right. for Jurassic World 3. Okay, great. From Book of Henry? From Book of Henry fame... <laughs> What was the la- other movie that he just recently did that, like, nobody saw? I don't know. Book of Henry? <laughs> yeah. I 
don't want to look it up either because I, I don't think anybody saw that or that was well received either. Yeah. Like after because didn't Colin Trevorrow do um ah shit that time travel movie that wasn't about time travel it was about a crazy guy in the newspaper uh safety not guaranteed did he do did that? He do that one I don't know I don't remember I gotta look this shit up now because it'll drive me look nuts. it up look, look it up, it up T Max look it up thigh slap oh I should bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that hurts how yeah. do you do that so much well i really fuck myself when I did it, so. <laughs> yeah he did safety not guaranteed really well, i guess he maybe was a producer in it oh whatever he directed oh no he directed safety not guaranteed yeah yeah huh. in jurassic world after that yeah so he did his little indie movie there you go obviously got handed got a him. big giant blockbuster yeah. got him some publicity got jurassic world and then book of henry two book years of later henry. <laughs> and now he's slated to do jurassic world 3 2021 there you go how do you like that how do you like that i was looking through like our older shows we never did a review on jurassic world and i thought we did really yeah are you sure <laughs> yeah i was looking through i did not see a review for jurassic world it came out in 2015 we would have been, we did that. We were doing the show by then. So. Maybe we were like in the middle of like True Detective you, or some shit. I bet you that's what it was when we God were like trying it. to find our footing. Yeah, doing that season long Gotham or True Detective. <sighs> yeah, that was Just a mistake. Skunked. That was a fucking mistake. Surprised people even listened. <laughs> no shit. We did. People people did listen to it. Really? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but after we changed our format and started talking about shit people care about, yeah. like numbers went way up. Oh yeah. Much 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 higher. <laughs> God Christ. damn it. Yeah, exactly. God damn it. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, thank God all that's done. Oh, great. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> I only got one. I got two. Okay. Uh go ahead. If you have the one I have, I'll chime in. Okay. Um well, uh, the first film that I saw a trailer for is a A24. You know how much I like them. Okay. They came out with a trailer for a film called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. I have been looking forward to this movie. I didn't see this trailer. Yeah. But it's made by... It's a, in a, it's a comic book. Really? Yeah. And it's made by the same guys who... Oh, I hope I'm not wrong about this. But I'm pretty sure it's made by the same guys that did um, a book called Two Brothers. Also, uh, Day Tripper. Yeah. And they're twins from... They're Brazilian twins mm -hmm. that do, like, works together. And uh, both of those books are really good. Really? And I heard that this book is really good as well. Oh, cool. Um, like, uh, Day Tripper... Sorry, I'm going on like a tangent about this. No, you're fine. Is one of the only books that like Ghost Hunter Dave let me borrow. Yeah. And when I gave it back to him, I hugged him <laughs> because like it is so touching, and it's the one of the only books that like made me feel okay if I died. Because <laughs> like it gives us such a thoughtful meaning about like passing on and yeah, whatever. We actually did an Imperious Rex about it. Oh shit! You should check out. It's really. Really, it's a really good story. I'll look into it. Yeah, I have it here, too, if you ever wanted to borrow it. It's, yeah. quick, it's a pretty quick read. Sweet. Anyway, uh, 
talking to girl at parties. Yeah, how to talk to girls at parties. Uh, it takes place like in the seventies in Great Britain during like the punk era, uh-huh. like the Ramones and shit. And uh, these three guys that kind like, that are like very into like punk rock end up at some weird house party where everyone's acting strange, and it turns out that they're all aliens. And uh, one of the girls from this house party ends up going with them and uh, is kind of like introduced to like the punk lifestyle uh-huh. as like a crazy fucked up alien and like solely uh, becomes involved in like the uh, like the punk lifestyle and like all of like the things that come with uh, punk rock in like the 70s. And it looks it looks interesting. I, w- I had to look it up just to be sure I was right, and I was wrong. <laughs> it's made, oh. made by Neil Gaiman, yeah, who did Sandman and like yeah. American Gods. Yeah, because I heard, yeah, because I saw Neil Gaiman was God part of it. Damn it. Anyway, go on. But no, it, lo- it looks interesting, <laughs> and uh, Dakota Fanning plays the mm-hmm. uh, the girl mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. I've heard uh, like great things about the book, and I knew the movie was coming out, and so I kind of wanted to. See how it was going to do. Yeah. Well, the trailer's out for it. So it be sure to check it out. And look, Nicole Kidman looks like she plays a weird role in it. Like mm. She's like some kind of weird, like, punk, like, middle-aged punk woman that, like, okay. leads, like, this army of, like, punk dudes to, like, attack these, like, aliens. Middle-aged punk woman. <laughs> That's what it looks like. All right. I'll take your word for it. <clears throat> but there you go. Or Elle Fanning, I mean. Dakota Fanning's oh. sister. And uh, another trailer that I saw, this looks fucking awesome. Like a movie coming out in the summer called Upgrade. This is the one I have. Oh my God. Doesn't (laughs) it look so fucking good? Yes. (laughs) And when it first started, I was like, oh, fuck. I know. It looks like just like. Yeah, same old shit. Yeah, it looks like a fucking like like a human night rider. Yeah, it looks (laughs) as it. Okay, so I'm gonna say elevator pitch for this movie, guy has a horrible accident. Not an accident. He gets crippled by like a gang that kills his oh, wife. Oh yeah. That's that. Yeah. And then, um, he gets crippled. So he gets a smart chip and placed like put in his spine. Yeah. And so he, it's, it's essentially like an Alexa, like put in his yeah. body that he can talk to and, and knows like a bunch of shit. And I like, can also like take control of him. Yeah. And, there, did you watch the Red Band trailer? Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> and it looks brutal as yes. shit. Like, oh, that knife. That, oh my that god, the fucking knife. knife. <laughs> the knife. The fucking knife. There is a scene in the trailer where he's getting attacked and the chip in his head is like asking him like, would you like me to take control? And he's like getting his ass ass kicked and he's like yes agree I, permission granted and then the chip like takes control of his body <laughs> and is whooping this guy's yeah. ass and it's done in a way where like like his face is like is dumbfounded while like, like he's beating the piss out of this dude <laughs> yeah it looks great oh my god and it's oh. the same guy that i hated in prometheus yeah but i've seen him in stuff that he's good in though okay like uh if you ever see the invitation he's really good in the invitation it's a movie okay. on netflix okay where oh. it's like it's like a, a like a dinner party where like he's going to this dinner party that's being uh hosted by like his ex-girlfriend and then like, it slowly devolves into like this crazy weird cult thing oh weird yeah but it's really good okay 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, props to this trailer having me go to, like, 0 to 100 and, like, do 180 degrees on it. Yeah. Oh, man. I was... Like, uh, all the action, it looks cool. Like, there's, like, some weird, like, cool camera stuff where, like, he's doing, like, back handsprings and the camera's, like, following his body as he does them. Yeah. Looks great. Anyone... Yeah. Check out Upgrade. Yeah. And see what... Tell us what you think about it because, like... I'm all in. It looks fantastic. I I thought f- right from its start, I was be like this. No, it's just like one of those bullshit revenge movies. I know. Like I listened to like a podcast and they brought it up and they were like, I fucking look. And then I started watching the trailer before they started talking about it. And I was like, really? And then they got to that fight scene with the knife and I'm like, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because the why, by the way, his like mo- body moves. Yeah. Because like he like, when the chip takes over, his body can do, like, shit that wouldn't normally be able to do. Like, yeah. bend completely backwards and shit. Yeah. And, and, like, the way, like, his his head... Like, it looks like the chip has, like, no control over his head or his face. So, like, his head and his face will move in ways where, like, he has no idea what he's doing. But, like, his body will, like, just, like, move in ways where it's, like, defending itself and beating people's asses. <laughs> yeah. Looks... Gr- I mean, that's not... I, Probably the whole movie at all, yeah. but, like, that scene has it sold for me. Oh, yeah. So, it, it looks fucking intense, right. and I cannot wait. I want to see the shit out of this. I am on board. Yeah. On board. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's all the trailers that I have. All right. So, uh, Turn Miranda Movies 2, Troy. What do we got for the results of the... Uh, of well, this the... week I fucked up. Because I actually actually put the poll for one day oh. instead of six, but I thought it wouldn't be that big of a deal because uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was already winning by like three votes. Okay. So All I right. figured, whatever. I mean, if you're that pissed that Dirty Rotten Scoundrels didn't win, let us know. We'll add to the next tournament. Whatever. I don't, I don't, no okay. one. No one's. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels wasn't gonna fucking win. I did vote for that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck yourself. But I don't think it's going to win the tournament altogether. Oh, yeah, probably not. So uh, I actually don't think either one of these will probably win, not go to the but, end. But. So there you go. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs has won. Okay. So it will advance. So we have the final eight, the sweet eight, the, <laughs> what is it, the great eight? What's What do they usually I, call it? I don't know. Elite eight, I think it's called, that usually, sounds, yeah, in March Madness or some shit. familiar, sure. So with the elite eight, bring up, that means we got... Fact trivia for you, Troy. Okay. For, I always do it with, with the last four, with the uh, Elite Eight matches. Uh-huh. I will give you six facts. Okay. Three are from one of the films, three are from the other film. This week we have Jack versus <laughs> Enter the Dragon. <laughs> okay. So you have to pull which fact is from which movie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So we'll see how you can... Well, I- differentiate this will blow my mind if they're similar enough that i can't differentiate (laughs) between the two okay i tried to make it as difficult this one was really fun this one was pretty fucking hard but i I will uh we'll see if i let's see if i did a good job okay okay uh number one okay one of the main actors camped in the director's backyard to prepare for his role oh uh Hmm. I'll say Jack. It was Jack. Okay. Robin Williams did camp in uh, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, backyard. Okay. And 
Francis Ford Coppola also gave him a gift card to Toys R Us. Did he really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to help him prepare for the role of Jack. Weird. The only reason I even guess that, because I there is a camping scene, right? In Jack? There's like or a treehouse scene was it a tree where house? they camp in. I couldn't remember if they like had a tent in the backyard or on a trampoline or whatever. Maybe not. Maybe it yeah. wasn't either one of those things. Uh, number two. Number two. After accidentally hitting an extra, the main actor po- promised to work with them in the future. That extra became a famous actor. Do I get uh, bonus points if I guess the actor? Go ahead. I'm going to guess Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Now I don't know if I could get the actor or not. I'm, I can't guess the actor. I don't know. Are you sure? Yes. What, what's the first name that comes to mind? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Man, okay. Well, fuck you. No, it's not that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I can't remember if that's the movie that he's in or not. I know he's in a Bruce Lee movie. Well, it was an extra. It wasn't an, It wasn't oh, like an actor shit. at the time. Fuck. So, uh, during a fight scene, Bruce Lee did hit this extra pretty hard and then promised that he would give him a meteor role in a future role. But luck, but unfortunately, this was Bruce Lee's last film and he died uh-huh. before that was, that was possible. That extra's name, Jackie Chan. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Cool. So there you go. I gotta look up if I'm looking a ton of shit up tonight, and it's probably driving me you nuts. <laughs> uh, number three, Troy. Oh, I'll let you look up your thing. No, so go, you can, you can go okay. ahead. I can. Number three. Well, at least I got the movie. Number three. The main actor of this film would not accept the role unless he was apologized for, apologized to for a past incident from a studio. The main actor. Yes. Uh, hmm. I'll also say Enter the Dragon. That was Jack. Robin, this Damn. was this was from the uh, incident where they used his voice for the genie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he said he would not take the role in Jack unless he was apologized to by Disney, which they did, I guess. Oh, okay. And uh, then he took the role of Jack. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. So there you I, go. I couldn't d- differentiate if it was going to be like <laughs> like Robin Williams did something and said something offensive or if it was uh, Bruce Lee and he like punched another person accidentally <laughs> and <laughs> to apologize. I couldn't differentiate between the two. That's why I try to keep it as vague as possible. You've done it. Good. You've done it. Good. Uh, number four, Troy. Production was halted when a woman's dead body was found near the set. Oh, God. I'm going to say please let it be Enter the Dragon, but that seems like I... This was... That's Enter the Dragon, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yep. Uh, good? What there I... was a lot... <laughs> there was a lot of, like, crazy facts from Enter the Dragon that I wanted to use that would not work, because you would know exactly what it came... Like, I guess there was, like, a lot of shit where, like, Bruce Lee would, like, challenge people to, like, martial arts exhibitions... And would like, would, like, pay them money if they beat him and no one ever beat him. Jesus. Like, Bruce Lee was a fucking badass. I <laughs> I know from just seeing, like, uh, like a small docs about Bruce Lee that yeah. he was, like, 
a badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was the fucking king shit yeah. at this time. Untouchable, almost. There was, like, a story that I read where, like, one of the actors refused to work. So then, like, Bruce Lee was like, okay, well, if you beat me, then you don't have to work anymore. And I'll, I'll pay you for everything that you're owed. And he beat the shit out of him and then he told him to go to work. <laughs> like, Bruce Lee is a work, badass. Bitch. Bruce Lee is a badass motherfucker. Uh, number five. There you go. The main actor directed a scene in this film. Uh, hmm. I'll say Enter the Dragon. It was Enter the Dragon. He directed the opening fight scene. I thought so. In Enter the Dragon. Okay. Last one. When an actor's double refused to be on set, the main actor talked him into coming back to work, and after he was made up, was not used that day. <laughs> Jack. That was Jack, yes. It was one of the one of the kids who oh, okay. did not want to go on set because he wanted to go to school instead, and then Robin Williams talked him into coming back on set. After he was made up, the director decided not to use him. Great. Because fuck Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the more I think about Enter the Dragon, the more I think I haven't seen it. Really? And I swear that I have, but it might be some other movie that I'm thinking of. Because, like, I thought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in a uh, movie with um, Bruce Lee, and now I'm going through Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, like, IMDb, and I can't find the movie that it would be. I don't know. I don't have to tell you, Troy. I don't know, man. I don't know. So there you have it. We got our first round match, or our second round first match up in the books. Our uh, quarterfinal match. Jack. Quarter. 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 Give me quarters. I love quarters. (laughs) (laughs) Jack versus Enter the Dragon, so look it up, vote for it on Twitter, or just send us what you think on Facebook. Yep. And we'll see who wins next week, along with the match of Joe vs. Volcano vs. Wolf of Wall Street will be next week. Oh, that should be a good one. Yeah. Should be a good one. But this week is Jack versus uh, Enter the Dragon. Of course. Obviously. So there you have it. Terminator movies still hot, still hot and fresh, hot and fresh, still hot and fresh with those facts, hot and fresh facts. <laughs> well, that brings us into the main topic of the evening, which is Ready Player One. Yeah. Uh, debuting March 29th, twenty eighteen, with a budget of a hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Jesus. Yeah. That's a lot of... <laughs> I was shocked. Not that... Were you floored? I was floored. <laughs> uh, not, not that, like, this movie doesn't look expensive. Yeah. But, like, for whatever reason... Like, I went to Box Office Mojo. That's where I usually get all of my stats. Yeah. It had N.A. in the production budget. And so I was like, well, it's got to have it, like, on Wikipedia or something. Open the Wikipedia, and I saw it, and I'm like, $175 million? <laughs> Jesus, I want to, like, go back and, like, look at the budgets of every Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. This has to, like, double, if not triple, whatever. Because what did he do for BFG? 
What was the production budget it on that? It couldn't have been too much. I, mean, I know but it there was, was a lot of CG. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm now I'm curious because it it did look like they really spruced up BFG. Yeah, I, but I mean, for the time that all of his big huge movies come out, like mm-hmm. uh, he got a lot for Jurassic Park. Yeah, but like for the time, it was a lot. Yeah, but I don't know with inflation if it would like equal. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we can do the math later. But um, 175 million, Whew. steep. Yeah, that's like Avengers type movie it's a lot, budget. A lot, a lot of uh, buco denarios. Uh, mucho, mucho. <laughs> quarters. He has lots of quarters. Lots of quarters. <laughs> uh, domestically, as of uh, April third. Yes. It has made $64.3 million. <laughs> That's on the way. <laughs> Worldwide, $191.8 million. Okay. So In the it, first week, that's pretty good. I was actually like pretty surprised that the worldwide, it's made two-thirds more than domestically. Yeah. Because it's usually not that ratio. It's usually almost half and half. Yeah. America well, West, does a Western lot. Western culture is pretty... Held, is held in high regard in uh, other countries, especially like consider that like there's some countries where like we're kind of they're kind of like twenty years or ten years behind us. Sure. There's like a lot of stuff in here where they're probably like, oh, f- yeah, I fucking love this. I think this now. is the case where it's more or less that like it came out two weeks like before oh, America. Okay. Yeah, that's because like th- I listen to an Australian podcast where they do like movie reviews and stuff. Yeah. And they said, like, I saw Ready Player One, like, way before it came out here. And they just had to sit on it to be like, I can't review it until the embargo's lifted. Or at least until our American audience, because that has listened or seen the movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 76%. Yeah. Fresh. Not certified fresh. (laughs) Well, maybe it is certified fresh. Doesn't matter. 76%. IMDb has it at an 8 out of 10. And Fresh Fiction Whoa. gives it a B. <gasps> Ooh. I know. It's weird on to our, have... On our grade scale. I know. It's oh. weird. I did, pulled it out at random, and I'm like, oh, it does a letter grade. That's oh, not That's out of the ordinary. I mean, for us, it's obviously yeah. ordinary. But to have another one? Well, now we'll see how it measures up to us. You better watch out. <laughs> better listen up. Might be another fight on our hands? <laughs> another BVS fight? <laughs> I still don't even remember what our BVS fight is about, and I've listened to that I episode think, probably three times. I think, well, I think the main fight came from Ultimate Edition, uh, where, you, yeah, were, where yeah. you thought that it was better, and I just thought it was worse because it was longer. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Really, it actually kind of clears some things up, and I'm like, bullshit! It doesn't clear anything up. It just makes up shit with the time that it's... Uh, listen, we can't. We don't have the All time. Right. All right, no. <laughs> we, no. We don't have the time. <laughs> we don't have the time. Not in this political climate. <laughs> the ultimate addition is, the, is, is like Trump. Oh, <laughs> we don't have the time. We don't have the time. Uh... So, JT, what is Ready Player One? Well, we follow a young man by the name of Wade Watts, who's growing up in the year 2045. 20... 45, yeah. 2045. 
and he lives in like a trailer park called the Stacks, which is like trailer park on top of trailer park on top of trailer park. And uh, him, like pretty much everyone in the world, uh, connects into this virtual reality called the Oasis, mm-hmm. where you can be anyone and do and do anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is on a mission to try and find what is considered what is called the Easter egg that is put out there by uh, Haller Halloran Halliday Hall- ha- Halliday, who was the creator of the Oasis, who has three keys that are spread throughout the Oasis that you have to find in order to find the Easter egg and become the sole owner of the Oasis. And uh, ha- and gain up to like a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. So he is on the lookout for that. While another company called IOI mm-hmm. is also looking for those keys, but to use the Oasis for more dastardly means. Ooh. Dastardly. Yes. So who will find the egg first? Tune in to find out. <laughs> Very good, JT. Did you have you read the book or anything of this? I have not. I think I have the book somewhere at my house because uh, when I was still doing loot crate, they sent it out for free with one of their oh, loot yeah, with I one think of their I crates. You saying that, um, from what I understand, like I've never read the book, but yeah. there are fairly big differences. Yeah, from the book. To I think the-, the book is mainly '80s nostalgia, and this kind of spreads out more between 80s and uh 2000s but there isn't there's a really big reference to the 70s at one point yeah um maybe it's the same one i'm thinking of um so like i i'm not gonna be this isn't gonna be the show where i'm pulling references like well the book did this yeah but i do know for a fact that um a lot of the even the uh main challenge of finding these keys some of the challenges are different. Oh, really? From the book, from the movie. Okay. But I can only argue what was from the movie. Yeah. I felt, not to like spoil what it is, but I felt like the third challenge was kind of rushed. Like the first two felt like something where it's like, oh, okay, okay. And then the third one was like, well, it's this. Big battle. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But no, like, I felt like... Uh, no, but like I, I all in all, I, I think I liked all the challenges that they put in there. Yeah, they're fine. Like yeah, uh, um, overall, like the story is really not all that complicated. No, um, it's a pretty cut and dry. Like it's pretty much just Willy Wonka. Like yeah, if you have to accept that you have to go find and like earn these golden tickets rather than just have it luck. Yeah. Of chance. Like, and your main character, Wade, has, well, at least he thinks he has the intelligence in order to get inside the Oasis and, like, figure out Halliday's brain enough to find mm-hmm. where he would think he would f- hide these keys. Yeah. And so that's kind of like his golden ticket to find his way to own the whole chocolate company mm-hmm. or whatever. Whole chocolate yeah. factory. Pretty much. Um, less Oompa Loompas, more... Uh, 80s, 90s, and 2000 nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I would also say that 
I was apprehensive going into this movie because of just the nostalgia. Yeah. Like that I thought was going to be bombarding me with. Mm-hmm. But I never really. There was only a few times where I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. But overall, I didn't. I don't think it was overdone. Yeah, I fell into it enough where I didn't really care to look out for nostalgia-based things. Like, right. things would pop up, and I'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah, but there's one at the end where, like, I think I was just mainly over it because I didn't, I'm not, like, connected to the pre- to the preference of sure. what, it, what it was, or the reference of what it was. Yeah. But I definitely know that there was, like, a thing at the end where everyone was going apeshit, and I'm just like... Okay, well, I don't really know what the fuck this is. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just because I'm I'm not even quite sure what you're... Like, there's so many, like, things it could be. Like, I just want to know what it is later. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, it might be obvious. There, there is one... There is one reference in there. Like, the big reference. Like, the second challenge that I fucking loved. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I fucking loved yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll much. That. We're going to um, get into that. Um... The, so, like, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised when I left. I'm like, I thought, like, the whole movie was going to be like, remember this? Remember yeah. this? Remember yeah. this? And it wasn't like that. Yeah, I don't feel like anything really beat you over the head too much. Like, there were a few things that they were just like, here's this. But other than that, like, I wasn't, I didn't, I felt like it, it held up on its own. Right, and I think that was, that really is Spielberg's direction on that, being like, yeah. If we do, I think he's cognizant enough to be like, if I do too much of this, people will be like, ugh, I get it. Yeah. So, like, a lot of it is, it, like, there's only a few instances where we said, like, oh, did you see, uh, fuck, I can't even come up with something, any, but it, like, <laughs> oh, did you see this, uh, fucking costume on this guy that this guy loves and I fucking love it too or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, forget about it. <laughs> but Steven Spielberg like made it like just in passing, like, oh, this is cool. Hey, in this section we're gonna have like um in the the main part of that you see in the trailer of this like race is like a ton of stuff happening. Yeah. But like it's never like beating you over the head like you really have to pay attention to this. Yep. This chunk of nostalgia from whatever this time period. Yeah. It's just like, nope, these things are in it. Just here, here, here. If you catch it. Yep. Good for you. You'll yeah. be like, hey, I saw that, and I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And that kind of is that that same thing at the end of the movie as well. Yeah. And they never draw attention to a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Unless they really, like, unless, like, us, they're really trying to let you know mm-hmm. that, about a thing. But anyway, we'll get there. The I would say, like, a downside of this movie that, like, I only noticed because we've talked about it more or less on this show. Yeah. Is that its color palette is very droll and boring. Yeah. The whole movie is gray. Yeah, I know. I was kind of hoping that the Oasis would be more bright. Yeah. To kind of break up, like, being, like, in the droll real world. And then you get in the Oasis and then you're like, oh, shit, I'm fucking... Yeah, you have bright, vibrant colors yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and There's I know... sometimes where there is, but yeah, that's not a chunk of it. Yeah, and like I would think that they would be more into doing that because like if you're gonna be in the oasis, like it shouldn't be that big of a deal if it looks fake, right? Because like everyone looks fake in the oasis because it's like a virtual reality type thing, right? And I was kind of hoping they'd get more like bright, like brighter colors, 
but like I don't know. Like it was, yeah. It, I I did wish it would be brighter and more colorful, but like I kind of fell into it. I mean, I I it didn't really it didn't throw me out of the movie at all. Yeah, but like. Now at a time where we have like movies like Thor Ragnarok and like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, and they're having like bright, huge Jack Kirby creations and yeah. they're like vibrant primary colors and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking, I I don't know, like when w- once we saw that like YouTube video where they like dissect Civil War and say like how desaturated all the color is, yeah, like I've really taken notice of that. When I go, damn YouTube's ruined. ruined YouTube is ruining cinema <laughs> for the for the rest of us. But that was like one of the first questions Chelsea asked me is like, "Well, what you think?" Obviously, as I was coming out of the movie, I'm like, yeah. "It was, I, it was good." But like, did you notice like how gray the movie was? And she's she was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was like." Really monochrome. If they if they put this movie in black and white, it wouldn't even look that much different. Pro- yeah, probably not. So like I, that's just like one a, a small gripe. It doesn't ruin the movie for yeah. me at all. But I'm just like, I was looking. I need like something more. Like yeah. I'm sick of the serious kind of like desaturated color palette that yeah. like movies are coming out with. Well, uh, Chelsea told me this, and it, it, the same was for me. Is that like we were forced to see this in 3D? Yeah. Because for some reason the theater that we go to did not get like the regular cut of it until like Monday, oh, so we really? had to like yeah, so we had to like go and see it like in 3D. And I have heard that 3D prints are tend to be like darker than regular prints. Maybe that might be a thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I can't see how it would be much different. I was gonna bring that up too. That I we, <laughs> that I I didn't know when you saw it. Yeah, because I saw it, we saw it on Saturday, and, like, we talked to the guy, and he was like, well, you have to go see it in 3D, because we don't get the regular print till Monday, and we're like, oh, fuck, all right, well. Yeah, so we went to see it in 3D, too, which, like, it didn't really, like, I don't know, it didn't really hurt, like, it, no. it wasn't made for 3D, really. No. It just was in 3D. Yeah, 3D just kind of, I just don't like 3D. Me neither, and, like, <laughs> I didn't want to pay, like, the fucking... $30 or whatever it was to go see it in 3D. Yeah. Did your movie pass work for that? No, it didn't. Fuck. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. So I was like, I don't... Like, it's when I was uh, watching the trailers, they show the Infinity War trailer in 3D. Yeah. And it just looked like a pop-up book. It did, yeah. And I'm like, ugh, this is so distracting. It doesn't <laughs> look... It's like post-converted for 3D, which yeah. isn't the same. Yeah. Like, if you went to go see Avatar, which was made for 3D, like it, you everything Avatar worked. being really cool in 3D. It like they made it so everything worked in 3D. Yeah, yep. But but in this, I it I don't. Yeah, it, I remember that Avengers Infinity War trailer looked like a pop up book, and I was like, is this what the fucking movie is gonna look like the whole time? Yeah. Fuck. And and like Ready Player One didn't do that a lot. No. But like I there's. It just gives me a headache seeing yeah. it in 3D. Yeah. And I I think I missed more things because it was 3D. Yeah. Like, especially, like, the thing I don't like about 3D is that it's be- because it's a box that, like, some things that stick out at you get cut off yeah. at the edge. Yeah. So then it doesn't seem realistic. It doesn't feel like it's popping out at you because it's like... 
oh shit there, there's a square thing here like, like on the right. very end right so you're like oh well that's not doesn't doesn't exist so i don't i'm not scared that's gonna hit me in the face <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i i don't know it that was like one of my bummers of it like i i mean the story-wise it was whatever like but... once i got into it like i didn't i wasn't really paying too much attention to the 3d mm-hmm. like i just kind of was just accepting the movie for what it was I lifted up my glasses during, like, the last chunk of the movie where there's a lot going on on screen. Yeah. And I was like, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, put those glasses That's back That's, like, one on. of those things, like, oh, forgot my cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, which I, I wrote down a bunch of notes after I got out of the thing. Um. I might have to wait for all these for the spoilers. Okay. So, um, overall though, I, I, uh, I didn't think this movie was like offensive in its nostalgia. Um, I thought, uh, the overall plot was simple, but I liked it because it took me on these like little journeys on these, um, a little adventures to find these three keys. Yeah. Which was cool, especially the second one. Yeah. Um, that, like, I, I didn't really mind... Like, I, 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 I liked that it was just a simple premise. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, a super complicated... The first one was really cool, too. Like, it felt, like, really immersive. Like, the first time he goes to that race... Mm-hmm. Like, they show in the, in the trailer when he goes to that race. Like, it's... You feel like you're in the middle of this absolute chaos. Right. And I really, really like that. Right. Uh, also, like, this... Obviously, like, it's very video game heavy. Yeah. Where I, I guess I didn't, I don't know, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I knew it was, like, this immersive, like, I thought, I I guess going into I thought it was going to be more, like, people living in the internet, which it kind of is. Yeah. Because you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. It's not strictly gaming. Mm-hmm. But, like, a lot of things are tied up in like gaming culture in there. Yeah. Where at the end of the movie, <laughs> like I told Chelsea, I was like, well, I didn't come out hating that, but it definitely was a nerd show for nerds. Oh yeah. There's a few conver- <laughs> like there's a few conversations in there where like two characters are having a conversation and I'm just like at the end of it I'm just want to be like nerd. <laughs> And granted, I'm one of the fucking biggest nerds on the oh, yeah. fucking earth, yep. you know. Yeah. But like, even I was like, okay, whatever, nerd. Yeah. Like, like there's Jesus. like there's like talks about upgrades, like like serious conversations about like upgrades and uh, like experience points, and I'm just like, all right, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and that was like the one thing I was like, okay, like. But hey, I mean, it's it's a game. Like yeah. that's a, that's a definite thing that happens in these kinds of yep. worlds. Yeah. I mean, it makes it more realistic. Yeah. Like if they didn't talk about that, I would kind of question like, why aren't they fucking talking about like nerdy shit? Because there's a bunch of nerds in this place. Right. <laughs> right. That's exactly <laughs> it. Um. But I. But I think we should just jump into spoilers and. Um. But first, like, would you? recommend going to see this i would say definitely see it in a the theater there are some really cool scenes like especially like that race and then the uh the battle at the end i think are worth seeing like in the theater like right the thing i love 
like Spielberg definitely brings his strengths to those action scenes where like he knows how to sweep like over and through the action to make you feel like you're immersed in this world. And I think he adds a lot of his strengths and in some points his weaknesses, but I'll get into that <laughs> lately okay. later uh, into the into the film. But I think you will not have a bad time if you see this in the theater. Right. I I would skip seeing it in 3D. That yeah. is absolutely not necessary. I would skip seeing any any movie in 3D. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, if you can check it out in the theaters, go ahead. But um, if you if you don't end up catching it in the theaters, like, and you see it at home, I think you might enjoy it more at home. Because okay. you can pause it and, like, really scan. Yeah. Because, like, there are a lot of times where there's a lot packed into a scene where it's just like little references yeah. that I think would be fun to be like, oh, that's there, that's oh, there, yeah, that's yeah, there, yeah. that I completely would have missed yeah. in the theater. I got a, at one point I got I got to where like I was so enough into the movie where I wasn't really looking out for it, but I would like if something would pop up be like, oh, there's that, cool. Yeah, like, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was the same. Like way. I wasn't like yeah. I wasn't like scanning like I gotta find everything. Right, right. But like if if something popped up where I, where I recognized it, I'd be like, oh yeah, there, there's a battle toad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> Um, so, uh, let's, uh, jump into spoilers, okay. JT. The one thing I want to ask you is, did you buy in to this world that they've created? It's very elaborate. Yes. But I like, I like the idea of it because I, it, it feels like something where, like, it kind of feels like in a direction like we're heading, like mm-hmm. how this world's heading, where, like... Like this world's super fucked, so let's build a new <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, let's build a new one that we can go in and do whatever we want, and basically turn a blind eye to the fucked up shit that's happening in our own world. Right. I saw it that same way because, like, the world is like crumbling. The real world is crumbling down upon you. So there's yeah. this, this virtual world that like everyone can escape to. Yeah. And I feel like that is what build. Like, in the movie continuity, mm-hmm. like, that's what build to, like, the mass popularity yeah. of this escapism. Yeah. So, like, really, all you need in real life is a form of, to, like, make a little bit of money so you can afford to just escape to this world. But where you live isn't necessarily important because yeah. you're never really there. Yeah. It's just a place to have your equipment to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I... But... I like that because it kind of turns in like even like the Oasis itself turns into like a form of uh, like income for people. Like it almost kind of feels like the Oasis is turning into like a place where you get everything that you need. Like even even money. Right. By like a weird cryptocurrency. Yeah. Like a but. okay, so that's the one thing is like I did buy into the world that they created. Yeah. But. If you think about it too hard, there's, like, details that'll crumble and, like, totally ruin it. So, like, if like you... What's, like, what's a detail that, that ruined it for you? That kind of, like, weird cryptocurrency, like, yeah. that people can build up and, like, they're... They can... I, I can see it really happening, is that people yeah. filter their... All their wealth into everything going on in there. Yeah. But then it can be lost like that. Yeah. And, like, sure, like, that happens in real life, like, gambling. Yeah. Like, that could be the exact same thing, because it is a gamble. Yeah. 
And like, you're not necessarily, you're not dead in real life or anything like that, but now you're like broke. Yeah. But yeah, but they, yeah, they do that. They kind of treat it where it's like, if you die in the Oasis, like you die in real life because they even have that scene in the beginning where like that Asian dude dies and he tries to jump out a window. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. But at the, like, okay. So like, here's like a detail that's like weird. So you can like plug in and out of the Oasis, like whenever you want. Yeah. So there's sometimes you see like when um, Wade is talking to, ah oh, shit, what's the main girl's name? Is it Alexis? Ah oh, shit, it doesn't matter. The main the main yeah. uh, girl of the movie, like, and she's talking to him, and then she takes off in real life her like headset, and she disappears. Yeah. So like, couldn't you just do that before you die? Yeah. Like, why don't they do that more often? Where, yeah. like, all these IOI people are just, like, lining up and, like, just getting slaughtered and then jumping back <laughs> yeah. into the thing. Why aren't they just taking on and off their headsets? Like, just little details like that. It's like, if you think about it too hard, it will fall apart. Yeah. But if you just take it at face value and just, like, have fun for the ride, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because really, it doesn't It's just yeah. a movie or whatever. Also, <laughs> I... Like the first challenge is fun, with they fi- when the Wade finds the first key. Yeah. But in the movie, they say it takes five years for even like nobody figured out how to get the first key. Yeah. And so like they dropped a hint five years later, like it's in this race. Yeah. And so like a ton of people are doing this race. Yeah. But you gotta be fucking kidding me that nobody went backwards. Like, to, f- like, just fucking around. Yeah. Like, haven't you ever played, like, Mario Kart and be like, I'm just gonna fuck around and go backwards on the track? I don't know. Well, if, like, if, if the main purpose of the race is to win the race, like... I, I mean, I also thought of that, too. Like, if you're actually yeah. putting money into this and you don't want to lose the money, yeah. you're obviously not gonna be fucking yeah. around and going backwards like, on the track. if you're gonna do a thing where, like, you put a carrot on the other end of a... If you put a carrot over on the other end of a room... And you're, and then you put out a clue out there where it's like, well, you have to go backwards. To, you have to go further away from the carrot to get it, and people don't figure that out. Then, because going backwards feels like you're doing a like a detriment. Sure. And well, they also put like a wall there where like if you go back, you're gonna crash into that wall and die, and then lose all your loot. I yeah sure, but. Out of the billions of people in the world, like some guy, I I listened to uh, a podcast where they brought this up. It's like Reddit would have figured out how to get this in five minutes. Probably. (laughs) So I'm just like, I can see that. Like there's people that have like figured out Easter eggs and shit like way fast. Like the first day like games come out. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I can. Like that was the easiest key to get. Yeah. Was that that first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. But granted, that race was pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. And that, that was, like, was one of the ass. times where, like, I wanted to see, like, more shit. Because, like, mm-hmm. um, Wade and Percival, is that his name? Yeah. Wade. Yeah. He's got, like, the friggin' DeLorean from yep. Back to the Future. Yeah. There's, like, a ton of other things in there. Yeah, like... the, the one chick, oh, what's her name, like, Archimedes? Ah, fuck, let me look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna look IMDB all these names and try and figure Good them deal. out. Good deal. Like, yeah, um... But yeah, the chick has the Akira bike. 
Right. Um, His other friend has the Bigfoot, the monster truck. Yeah, the monster truck, truck, Bigfoot. Which was sweet. Yeah. There was... Someone drives by in the old school Batmobile. Yeah, the 60s version of the Batmobile. Like, all that was super cool to see. And, like, uh, (laughs) just really well done. The only thing is, like, so... Uh, are they the only ones that can have these vehicles? Artemis. Artemis, duh. Um, because they should be just, like, in-game purchases, right? Yeah. So, like, why didn't you see, like, a ton of DeLoreans out, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it makes... But, I mean, it's, but it's, to, it's like, like stylize for fucking, uh, movie, you want to see more... I, I know, I get it. But, like, I'm I'm just thinking, like... Whenever you would play, like, GTA Online or whatever like yeah. that, you'd see, like, people with, like, the most souped-up cars, and they're kind of, like, all the same, and they yeah. got all the same weapons and shit yeah. because they're the best ones. Yeah. But I, regardless, I that's just me, like, having a bias at sucking at video games because I never get the best shit. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone always... you being pissed. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Yeah. Um, but... I want to jump into the second key because that one was like oh, one of my favorite parts so of the movie. So fucking good. And, and apparently like, this wasn't the way in the book either. Yeah, it was another 80s movie and I can't remember what it was that they I remember listening to a podcast and it's a different it's an 80s movie in uh the book and I can't remember I what think it's it was. Weird science. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think it is weird science. Uh-huh. But in this it's a 70s movie. Uh-huh. Because they go into The Shining. Yeah. Ugh. And every little thing... Like, it, it was like a perfect representation of The Shining. Yeah. Like, they and, hit every major part in right. The Shining. And to, like, preface, like, when they go into the Oasis, it's almost a, a positive for the movie that it is, like, this virtual world because they don't have to make everything look exactly spot on. Yeah. You know you're kind of in a video game. So, like, yeah. things don't have to look extremely realistic even though they are they're pretty close yeah but you can get away with it being like a weird like glossy version of it oh yeah but when they walk into the shining that looks like they it looks yeah they cg'd onto the set yeah like they actually took the set of the shining and like actually had these characters like interact with each other on the actual set of the shining because it looks it looks perfect and i don't know if they did if that set still like just exists and they can shoot on it but it looks yeah. like they did yeah <laughs> it's fucking nuts and they like they go through like uh there's one character that i guess has never seen the movie the yeah. shining uh, wh- and so oh, fuck i'm gonna try and figure out what her name was h they h, call yeah, her h. h yeah um so um H is walking around the the shining not ever ever having ever seen it. Yeah. And she's just like going into every horror yeah. trope in that movie like running into it while everyone else is trying to like figure out clues yeah. to find he's this nev- key. He's never seen uh horror movies. So then like just like gets distracted and gets like put in the in the worst scenarios possible. <laughs> he's never seen the movie. Yeah. Which was pretty great. Like, oh, I'm going to walk near these elevator doors that are opening ominously. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I won't get I won't get drowned by blood. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, there's twin little girls? How, yeah. Oh, oh hi. I'll follow you. You look adorable. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, room 236. I guess just go in here. <laughs> yeah. 
All of it. All Everything. of it. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Finds the worst scenarios and right. always wanders into them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that one was really good. Um, but they, they, they figure out how to get the key um, through... Okay, so, like, to back up again, if you're still listening, like, the guy Halliday who created this is essentially, like, I, I would say, like, almost a Masonic figure Yeah. in this whole oasis. Yeah. Like, people, like, when he, it shows, like, a flashback of when he died, like, people were, like, acting like Princess Diana died. Like, yeah. it was a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And so... In order to find these keys, like, there's, like, almost, like, a museum of him in the Oasis that you can mm-hmm. visit to see, visit, like, key points in his life. Yeah. And I liked it. I liked all that because it was kind of like you're getting to know somebody without following them. Like, you're following someone else who kind of worshipped him and, like, kind of, like, pull key parts of his life out and, like... That's how you get to know, like, the man himself. This was the one part of this movie, and maybe the whole, like, story in general, that I thought was kind of gross. Really? That, like, they they worship this nerd and everything <laughs> he likes so much. I mean, I get that there's, like, a reward for knowing about yeah. him. But, like, I just... I don't... It felt gross to me that, like... They had to know so much about his personal life, about, like, loving this woman yeah. and, like, knowing this <laughs> first date that he went on with her and, yeah. like, all this shit. And I'm just like, it skeeved me out. But I think that's that's kind of the point of the movie is that I think <clears throat> this Halliday, like, became an introvert so much that he almost turned the world into introverts because now they all go to the Oasis. Yeah. So I think... He created this challenge and put all the clues out there in key parts of his life that made him an introvert to make it so that the person that's in charge of the Oasis are aware of the mistakes that he made so that he can kind of heal the world from what he created it into being. But the only... If you just take that his, like, museum of memories into account, like, the only... That nobody cares about it until, like, the first key is found. And you find out, like, oh, Percival, who found the first key, found out how to do it because they visited memories of his life. Yeah. Like, nobody gave a shit before that. Well, no, they said that they, that it was, like, uh, they even bring up, like, when they, when the contest was first put out there, that the library used to be full. Oh, that's, yeah, and then, I guess you're right. And then when it came, when then when people couldn't figure it out, then it was just empty. Mm-hmm. And then... Percival was the only one that was going there nowadays. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I like that um, the Willy Wonka aspect of the movie. But the, I, I, I don't know. The only thing that I find, like, disturbing about it is how much they, like, make him into, like, a Christ-like figure. It yeah. just kind of... It, it skeeves me out just a little bit. Yeah. Like, well, you it, think about it, like, he is pretty much their god because that's where they go right. every every day. And and you get to see him plenty in the movie too. And he's yeah. like an awkward, introverted type of dude. Yeah. And it's just like, 
God, you're like looking up to this guy. Like, I know this guy created something great yeah. that everyone enjoys. Yeah. But like, he doesn't seem like the guy that would want everybody to know about his life. But I think he did that because I think, uh, like what I got from the movie is that like he sees the world, sees him as a Christ-like figure, and the reason he puts the those challenges out there in that form is that he wants the person that takes over the Oasis to understand that he's not a Christ-like figure, that he is a human that has made mistakes. And he feels like he didn't live the perfect life. And he wants the person that uh, earns the Oasis to understand that and actually learn from his mistakes and actually make the world a better place. Sure. Because yeah, I, I, a lot of the challenges are based on like either like like little jokes that he had in the real world or like his date that didn't go right. Like, I'm sure that's super embarrassing for him. Cause he only puts one reference of her in the, in, in his entire library. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't want a lot of people to know about her. Yeah. And, but, and, uh, so it, it's like, he, he kind of, he wants the one person that owns the Oasis to know that he's not as perfect as everyone thinks he is. Okay. Yeah. Like I, that's that's why I kind I, of agree to disagree, but like, I I see your point. Yeah. Okay. Because I I like I like Halliday in this a lot. Like I think Mark Rylance plays the character uh, yeah, amazingly. Think, yeah. Yeah. Especially the fact that really he plays job. like an old Garth in this. <laughs> <laughs> like those fucking scenes. He's like, hey man. Like, <laughs> uh, old Garth. That's so <laughs> fucking funny. Oh my god. Woo! Like, yeah, like, I think, like, because there's a lot of people, I've heard a lot of complaints for it where it's like, well, this movie takes place, like, 40 years in the future. Why are so many people connected to so much nostalgia from, like, the 80s and 90s and 2000s? And it's, like, it's one of those things where it's like, well, if they worship Halliday, they'll worship what he worships. Right. And he worships all this pop culture from when, in his heyday. Yeah. That was, like, the one thing, too, I was, like, I had to, like, justify with myself, like, so this movie is set in 2045, and they're doing a lot of 80s, 90s, and very minimal 2000s references. Yeah, but you think about today, where it's, like, now, how many times are we going back and rebooting and fucking rehashing things? but we're doing it from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. We're in... 30 years, they're still going back to that same well. Well, it's like, I feel like that'd be like us going into like the 50s and 60s. Yeah. But I feel like, especially with like the creation of the internet where everything that we grew up with is at our fingertips, like, I feel like this is kind of <clears throat> doing a thing where it's commenting on like the death of creativity, where if. Everything that we loved is at our fingertips and we can relive it. Then why do we need to create anything else? Mm. That's true. I just, I mean, I, I know it would be hard to like make a mi- weird midpoint between like now and 2045 and like, oh yeah, in 20, I don't know, 2030, there was like this hot thing that came out and we're going to show it in the movie like that nobody like actually watching the movie yeah. like give a shit about like I get and there that. are like original characters in there like Percival and uh 
ah, shit, what was her name again? <laughs> like Artemis. They, yeah, Artemis. They pl- They do have like original avatars. So who's right. to say that they're not characters from like something? Sure. That came out like in 2020 or sure. some shit. Yeah. Uh. My one last note that I have that I actually want to bring bring up is just a joke. Like, do you think it was ironic that they had a movie? About uh, finding three Easter eggs um, released around Easter weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, like I just um, the uh, we haven't really even talked like the main antagonist is like yeah. IOI. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who's like runs it all, who plays a uh, Sorrento. Mm-hmm. I thought he I I liked Ben Mendelsohn in this. Yeah, I thought I liked it too. I love the scene when he's trying to convince uh, Percival to join IOI. Oh, I love that too. And like yeah, he yeah. comes off as like an old dad that's like trying to be hip. He's like, yeah, just like hanging out and popping a tab and watching and playing what whatever. Yeah, and while the whole time they're feeding <laughs> yeah, they're lines feeding into his ear. Yeah, I love that. And like Wade was like, yeah, I know they're feeding lines to you. <laughs> And so he like takes you're, the yeah, thing out of his ear and he's shit, like, man. "Well, fuck you, man." <laughs> <laughs> then if you don't want to be with me, then I'm taking you down. Yeah. Pretty much, it was what it is. I liked IOI because it was like I felt like IOI was kind of like some kind of weird political statement, kind of where it's like it was kind of like the like whoever created it, created like this movie was like trying to put together a. Uh, commentary on like capitalism and like how it's kind of connected to like like kind of like communism in a way because mm. it's like everything ioi does is for profit but everything is like neatly squared away and boxed together and all looks the same mm-hmm. like everyone is no one is special in ioi mm-hmm. but everything's done for profit so it's like are we going to get to that point where everyone like only there's so few people that want to be that want to get rich that nothing else matters not even people. Yeah, I I liked um like IOI as a concept that pretty much like so because there's like this trillion dollar like reward. Yeah. That um the whole anybody in the world could win if they're smart enough to do it. Yeah. Because it's just pretty much luck of or just sheer intelligence in mm-hmm. order to get this. Um, that everyone individually is out to get it, or there's like small little clans here and there, like grouped up to try to get it. Yeah. I can totally see like a company with massive assets yeah. that just want this huge. It'd be like if Google was IOI, <laughs> or maybe the other way around. I don't know what has yeah. more money at this point. Like, if Google was trying to acquire Amazon, or uh, vice versa, and, like, I know if I get this, I will own the world. Yeah. And so, that's what it is. They put all of their assets in trying, in going into this virtual world to try to find these things in order to get this price tag and to own this thing that everybody loves so I can make more money. But I liked it because they even, even inside the Oasis where everything, anything is possible... Anyone that works for IOI looks exactly the same. Yeah. Like, there's no individuality. Right. Even even in a world full of, like, 
in infinite possibilities, like you're still set in a certain way where you look like everyone else. Right. And I feel like that's that's kind of like a statement they're trying to make where like corporations are trying to box everyone in to make them all follow a certain order that's the same as everyone else. Yeah, I get the uh I definitely see the capitalism version of it, but I don't know if it's so much communism or not, more of like a homogenization of like everything is just watered down to yeah. like this being so the same that it's just boring because they yeah. don't they don't care about being creative making their own avatars or whatever they're just pr they're like essentially bots yeah like flying like flying in here just they're fodder yeah but they're have sheer numbers that they're like a, a force to be reckoned with yeah but i think like in a communist society it's usually like for the sake of the government, but for this, it's the sake of the company where there's no, it, you're not an individual. You are a part of a machine that is the government. But in this scenario, it's a part of a machine. That's a, or that's a company because mm -hmm. no one, everyone seems expendable even down to where like at the final battle where when someone dies, they fucking make them run off and then they put another person in that, like actually legit put another person in that chair that was occupied by someone else. Right. Like no one cares. Right. Like if you die, they're just like, we just need another body. Let's go. Come on, move out, move out. Yeah. Like imagine that like in real life, like someone dies and they're just like, all right, that person's dead. Let's drag his body out of the way and make room for someone else coming in. Like that's the same thing. Right. And then even in the real world, when they go to the actual IOI headquarters and they have those boxes where people are mm. like no one like no one is in it everyone is in a box they're to in work a off their debts yeah they're in a box to work off their debts and it's like they're like small cells where you're put in this in this world of infinite possibilities to work <laughs> yeah like you're not special and like no one's special cuz like they're all even wearing helmets to say IOI like you're not an individual you're a comp you're a part of a machine that's a company yeah yeah, which is which I is scary. Not, I don't see that. So it might even be the other direction. It might be more of like a like dictatorship or like almost more fascism than yeah. like a communist kind of thing. I don't. Well, I don't. I've I've always been. I always thought that like uh, the communist way is to like the perfect world is we all operate under the idea that the government is the most important thing and that individualism is not important. Uh, well, it's supposed to be like everyone gets an equal share. Okay. So maybe more fascism then more or less <laughs> because like they're out for one goal. And I think if they like, if IOI ever did get that goal, it wouldn't be an equal share to everybody. They would just own everything and dictate whatever they, very true. They want. Very true. Um, regardless, that's a weird politics, like yeah. a side. Politics, that... yay! <laughs> yeah, no, it is, I'm it sure. feels more, yeah, it does feel more fascist, thinking about it. But yeah, it, but no, like, that's what the thing I like about it, is that, like, it, it puts it in that perspective where it's like, if these, corp if, like, corporations get way too powerful, who's to say they're not just gonna turn into, like, this dictatorship-like government that just wants to rule everything? Yeah. Um, another thing that, like, I... I'm kind of just thinking about right now that, like, Halliday had this, like, granted, like, for him to create this entire platform, like, of the Oasis, and it's all, like, inversive, and you can do whatever you want in it, like, that's 
pretty impressive for one man to make. Well, him and Simon Pegg did it. So. Well, I, I get that, but like I always like that relationship. I always like I I almost like harken back to that one episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Of where the Star Trek one. Yeah. Where like the one guy was the programmer that like made the thing, and mm-hmm. the other guy is kind of like the figurehead of the company, like selling it. And I think that's this. I felt like that was the same kind of relationship up until the end. Yeah. Because, like, their relationship was kind of weird. Yeah. Did you feel like that was, like... Well, they didn't go... They don't go into it too much. But... I No, they don't. But, like, there's kind of up to your own interpretation. So, like, Halliday had this... Like, he was sweet on this one girl that... I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Yeah. That, like, Simon Pegg's character ended up marrying. Yeah. And so... Like, Simon Pegg, uh, we're in spoilers, so at the end, Simon <laughs> Pegg would have to know that, like, in order to get the second key, you would have to know that, like, Halliday longed for the person that Simon Pegg married. Yeah. Which had, would have to but be weird. He didn't know it, because even he was like, oh, I'm sure. Because, like, like, even at that one point, like, he was like, oh, I'm sure she's mentioned more than just this one time. And then he was like, no, he doesn't. Look it up. And he's like, oh, shit, I guess. She's not mentioned. So it's like, I, th- I don't think he even really knew what it was until Percival brought it up that it actually is a key thing. I guess. I just still think it, it's kind of like a weird like relationship that I, I, I don't really even want expounded upon, <laughs> but at the same time, I need more information on it. Cause like, it seems to me that like they shouldn't like each other at one point. Yeah. And you find out that, like, the robot butler in, like, the memory banks of Halliday yeah. is Simon Pegg. Like, yeah. it's an avatar of Simon Pegg. Yeah. Which is also weird, because it's like, is Simon Pegg just there 24-7? Yeah. Simon Pegg just plugs into the Oasis just to run a library? <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's it's so like weird. It's like if I played a game where my only goal was to run a museum about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking lame right yeah <laughs> so yeah so uh yeah go and check out this exhibit where we watched troy run to that barbed wire fence that gave him a scar <laughs> on his leg oh <laughs> uh, shit like spoilers like if when i create a whole world where people have to find keys i'm gonna point everyone off to the dumbest shit about you <laughs> No, no, you don't want. You don't want to watch this really cool thing where like Troy was the star of a movie. You want to go watch this where he fucking ran into a barbed wire fence that gave him a big scar on his leg. You fucking know too much about me, and I hate it sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> regard. Like, I think we need to finish the review quick because this fucking. I almost have this whole bottle of wine drink. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're like boss nagging over here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, boss nass and all this boss shit. Boss nass, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> fuck. Ah, fuck. I'm losing all my train of thought. Um, so, okay. At the very end, did you find it like... I didn't really get it. But once it was pointed out to me that it's, like, got almost the same ending as Scott Pilgrim, where, like, 
he got oh, that yeah. extra life coin. Yeah. But no, I, I liked I liked it in in this though because his bet with the butler was I'll bet you everything I own that she's only mentioned once. Right. And then an extra life would be pretty much everything that he owns. Oh yeah, that's true. So I liked that. Yeah. But like plot wise it's still kind of the same. It is. <laughs> but I like the idea that like it was he won it off of a bet that he bet everything that he owned. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the one thing you wanted to bring up about uh, something near the end of nostalgia? Oh, the fucking Gundam. Oh, I didn't sure. give a shit about it. I don't. Know, I don't even really know what Gundam is. Right. And but it popped up, and there was so many people like going ape shit around me, where I'm like, well, I'm not gonna take this away from you, but right. I'm just like, I'm just watching it for what it is. Right. Um, the only, yeah, I didn't really care that much either so much. Um, actually thought it would be better if it ended up being like, if they wanted a big robot to fight at the end, like if I was, wanted the Megazord from fucking Power Rangers. I was Power just going to say the Megazord or Voltron <laughs> because Voltron's big now. Cause it's got yeah, a Voltron series. would be good, but I was like, I, I would be like, if they had the fucking Megazord where it's like. When when it comes together, they have all the all the fucking dinosaurs come together. I'd be right. like, oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, you would have fucking <laughs> nut in your pants. Yeah, like, I'd no. like hump the seat in front of me. It would have been better than the whole Power Rangers movie. <laughs> it would be. It would. So, um, I completely agree. So I know this one fact from the book, though that that um. The Iron Giant that was in the movie, yeah, wasn't originally in the book. Yeah, I heard about that too. It was originally Ultraman, who was another Japanese, like, kind of like a big Power Rangers ripoff, where like at the end they grow yeah. big and they fight yeah. each other in the city or whatever. Yeah, and like I'm vaguely aware of what Ultraman is, but I'm glad they did the Iron Giant. Yeah, the Iron Giant was really cool in this. Yeah, and I like that. Um, they make uh, H like a mod, like a moderator mm-hmm. of like almost the Oasis where they, um, where she can create also spoiler, like H is a she. Oh yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you find that out. It's like yep. a, a reveal or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's I like in figured... master of none. She's like the black chicken master of none. Yeah. I, I, um, I figured that was going to be one of the characters. Yeah. And it cause was especially like... how she puts over all the time where it's like, you don't know who she is. She might be a. She might be a he. You you can't expect to know a person's gender based on their avatar, and then she ends up being a like right. She has like a guy avatar, but then she ends up being a she. Right. As soon as that was said, it's like, well, your voice is the only one that's kind of disguised. <laughs> yeah, like everyone else has their own human voice, and yeah. yours is the one that kind of sounds distorted. I'm like, yeah. oh well, then. You're probably a girl then. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was uh, almost hoping that, like, I keep want to call her Alexa. <laughs> it's, not, it's not it. What is it? Uh, the main chick's name. Oh, Artemis? Artemis. I was like, please let it be, like, a fat dude in his basement. That'd I know. I almost would have liked this more if, like, everyone on the outside was more unattractive. Oh, my God. Yes. Because, so. because Artemis... Puts over how she's like you 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 don't, you don't want to see me in the real world and she's like a hot fucking chick with just a birth like a birthmark on her face right and she still looks hot yeah so it's like with who the, the fuck cares who cares 
Also, another thing that drove me nuts in this movie is that, uh, so, um, Wade lives in Cleveland because that's like a big, like now, like big deal. Cleveland, Ohio is for whatever reason. Yeah. So, I can, granted, I can take like a lot of people are from Cleveland that play this game, but every person from his like clan at the end is in Cleveland. Yeah. And that drove me nuts. Well, I, um, okay. Well, maybe I was the, like, it, it is a, it is a stretch, but how I took it was because Artemis works for this like organization and she's been keeping tabs on Percival. She came into Cleveland or Ohio. Where was it? It's Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, Cleveland. She came into Cleveland and like took base there. And then when they got into trouble, she contacted the other people of his clan and was like, we're going to need your help. Please start making your way to Cleveland. And that's what I, brought the van sure. with them. Like that's how I how I kind of like it is a, it is a stretch, but that's how I kind of put it together. Where it's like because there is like a little like gap in time between when Percival is like when like the stacks get blown up because I think he's there, and yeah. when he gets saved by those three. Yeah, and I'm thinking that's where it's like she put the word out there where it's like Percival's in trouble. You guys need to haul ass over here like like maybe like uh h had had a fucking like weird mail truck and she went and picked <laughs> everyone else up on the way to cleveland i get like if it's like one of like one of the people like i would been okay with yeah but like having it be like all of them were there i was just like really yeah. so like i uh i didn't take it as they had to necessarily be from cleveland just had to be close Sure. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But like I if Percival and H were like friends before they met everybody else and they were like buddies online all, all the time. Yeah. So I find it like not that big of a str- even though they said they never knew who each other was cuz obviously it's a reveal that it's yeah. a, like a woman that playing yeah. H. Like I didn't find it like that big of a stretch that maybe they lived in the same mm-hmm. like in Cleveland. But then when also, um, Artemis, yeah, I, I don't know why I want to keep calling her Alexa. <laughs> I said it early in the show and that's all I want to talk about now. So I fi- I was like, oh, what a coincidence that like the two love interests are going to live in the same town. Yeah. And then the two Asian characters are yeah. also in Cleveland and they're obviously like Japanese. Yeah. It's like, and one is 11. Yeah. Like years old. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, 11, I, the character from I wasn't, Stranger Things. I wasn't, too, I wasn't too taken back by Artemis because she did strike me as someone that was keeping tabs on him. But at the same time, like, they met very recently. Like, yeah. when they talk about the race, which is early on to get find that first key, that's like the first time he ever meets Artemis. Yeah, but and then they f- like I'm sorry, they fall in love way fast oh, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, they do. It's 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 dumb. But uh that's the part that's one of the parts I think I hate the most is the love story in this. Mm-hmm. But I think 
they do show that it's like there's a passage of time from when he wins the first key to where like she can kind of put together where it's like okay this guy knows what he's doing we need to get close to him but they don't know who he is until they try to find the second key because he yeah, doesn't maybe. he doesn't reveal his identity until they're at that dance scene true yeah okay well it's it's, it's all it's falling whatever. apart. The more you think about it, it's all crumbling. Movie sucks and F. <laughs> F minus. F minus. This movie fucking sucks. <laughs> um, I'm pretty much like exhausting all of my other points, but like, <laughs> um, I, I'm just gonna go like for an overall at this point though. Like, even though like we could pick a movie apart to, like, to yeah. death. Yeah. I thought this movie still was pretty entertaining yeah and i went in thinking like it would drive me nuts with like all these references and all this shit that i didn't give a shit about um but it didn't like it actually surprised me and i was like i i didn't hate this there even were some things they put in here where it's like they they emphasize the fact that this is in a digital world where it doesn't matter who you are on the outside like the big badass uh, villain assassin, Irock, <laughs> mm-hmm. who's played by TJ Miller, mm-hmm. who keeps like talking about how it's like, don't go too far to my left side because I have like a big like I just imagined him being like the fucking uh, like the dude from that Warcraft episode of <laughs> yeah. South Park. Oh yeah, I did too. <laughs> like I, I imagine, did too. Like that's what I imagined him yeah. being in real life. Yeah. Cause they never show him in real life. No, and I love, I love that. We're like they, the first time they show him, he's got like this big scowl on his face, and he's got this fucking skull chest plate, and he's like, "What do we do now?" And he's got the T.J. Miller voice. T.J. Miller, so it's, like, <laughs> it's just whoa. <laughs> it's so it's so perfect, but it's like <laughs> it it, it, per, it fits in perfect with this world where it's like, of course, he's this huge badass in the Oasis, and he's probably like a big fat nerd on the outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, I yeah. love I love like small things like that, that they would throw in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too. Um but like overall, like I I would I walked away from this movie liking it. Like I didn't love the movie. Yeah. Like there I I didn't think after all it was all said and done that it was like groundbreaking. Yeah. But I I would enjoy maybe watching it again, like at home. Mm-hmm. But uh, I might just jump into my rating right now. Do it. I would give this movie a B minus. Okay. I liked all of it. Like the story is not. If you just take the story plot as a whole, it's not that much different than like a like oh we said like a Willy Wonka or whatever. Yeah. Like, it, it's pretty, like, a cut-and-dry kind of story. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I think elevates it is, like, little nostalgia things. And yeah. I thought it would be crammed down your throat, and it's not. So, like, that's why I'm, like, going taking, like, a back-and-forth yeah. with this. Like, the plot is simple, but they have things that I love in it. Mm-hmm. But they don't cram it down your throat, so that's good. Yeah. So... B-. minus. Okay. There you go. That's okay. the math. <laughs> Well, I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. I'll I'll give this like a like a middle of the road B plus. I okay. kind of liked it a lot. Like uh, there's a like I think all of the action scenes are shot really well. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of want to go back and kind of like watch some old Spielberg to like see how he 
Because uh, I stumbled upon like The Adventures of Tintin on Netflix, which uh-huh. is like an animated film that Spielberg directed. Uh-huh. And I kept hearing about how well the action scenes were directed in that. And I'm like, I want to go back. And just because of how well like the purely animated scenes in this were directed, I kind of want to go and watch that. I've always wanted to watch that, too. To... Uh, to like see how we can do because it's like animation to Spielberg, I feel would be like an infinite possibility type scenario. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to see what he does with that, like how he, how he does with this, where I feel like everything action based, like the race uh, and the the battle at the end, are so well directed, and even like the 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 Shining when they go into the Shining, like oh, yeah. how everything feels like it's like scenes cut from the Shining. But put in the scenario where the uh, you have these avatars living out these scenarios that all of the characters from The Shining were, went through, mm-hmm. like at Spielberg, like the pluses of Spielberg and his directing really shine through this. But then his negatives also shine through, where it's like a cut and dry love story that feels really forced. That's like mm-hmm. cut like from like eighties nineties like yeah. staple yeah. <laughs> of film. Yeah. So it's like. Like you get the good with the bad with Spielberg in this, but I think the good outshines the bad, like yeah, a agree. lot more yeah. in it. And like with that, plus I liked how they had to break down this man's life to, like it was. It's almost kind of like a mystery where you have to like kind of live through the major life experiences of this one guy to figure out how to unlock this one thing. And how unlocking it could also lead you in a in a direction where it's like, oh, I can see now, but like just living out these experiences in his life, I can see how he's not the perfect person that I thought he was, mm-hmm. and how he's trying to make me see that. And I I like I like the the uh, the idea of that in the story. So I thought it was really well done. Like it's not perfect, but I really enjoyed it. For what it was. So I give it a solid B plus. Well, good deal. Good deal. Um, so yeah, it it's just came out in theaters, so if anyone's still looking to go see it, go see it. Don't see it in three D. It's unnecessary. <laughs> Don't see any movie in three D. That's what I say. <laughs> Fuck three D. I Plant, fucking hate it. We're I wanna also say that. Plant <laughs> your foot. Three D should be Let's get rid of three D. Get it out of here. Unless they esta- unless a theater establishes VR, don't <laughs> don't <laughs> don't jump into these right. this bullshit. If possible, see this movie on the Oculus Rift. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's one thing I want to bring up before we enter uh, this like, movie with your own avatar. Yeah, based on a Battletoad or Ninja Turtle. <laughs> First of all, they showed a lot of battle toads in this for whatever. There reason. was a big, there was a big cluster of battle toads in that fight scene. I don't know why. Like that's a weird, very odd reference to from have. To- what I can recall from what I saw was battle toads, ninja turtles, and I saw the Joker at one point. And ah, uh, oh, fuck! I think I thought I saw uh, Ryu from Street Fighter in there mm. at one point. At, at one, like, I guarantee you I saw a ton of video game characters I do not recognize at all. Yeah. But, like... There was a bunch of Master Chiefs, I know. Oh, there's yeah, I, I saw a ton of those. <laughs> um, but, like, at the end, because we saw it in 3D, like, they were, like, whizzing by you so fast that I oh, couldn't yeah. catch a ton of I, shit. I'm pretty sure they're always probably like that in, like, the regular movie, too. Yeah, but... Well, I, I feel like I could actually 
focus on what was going on if I didn't yeah. see it in 3D more so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but like the, I think I was more I was more invested in the stuff that they actually interacted with, like the fucking like the random scene where like they threw the Chucky at the IOI oh, guys. I love that. That was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, but anyway, that's Ready Player One. There you go. Check it out sometime. Check it out sometime, maybe. Uh, if you saw it, let us know what you thought on all of our social media or yeah. Gmails. You just drink that entire bottle. Holy shit. Yeah, it's all gone. gone. It's all gone. <laughs> we need, we, Was we need wine to, a good choice, We need Troy? to wrap up the show. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, besides Ready Player One, is there anything else you've been into this last week? Well, Troy, uh, I know you'll love this. I finished the oh series Love. <laughs> Perfect. Great. <laughs> and, uh... You know what? I really liked it. God damn it. I know you're always against it, but I think in terms of like a romance type story, I think it's way more true to life than most romance stories. You're not the only person that you say that you loved it too. I've <laughs> I've only ever heard good things about it. I just my experience with fucking Paul Rust is that like I just find him grating. Yeah. And that's the only hindrance that and I have. It's funny honestly. because I try and talk Molly into watching it, and she hates Gillian Jacobs. Oh, I have no problem with her. Yeah, but it's funny because now I have I have two people in my life where I'm trying to convince them to watch Love, but they both hate different people from the show. But, no, I it's really... I fucking think it's really well done because they... They take two people that are pretty much unlikable and they put them together in a relationship where you can it's believable that they would make the changes in their life based on their relationship cuz they'll even have episodes where they don't interact with each other at all. You just see how they interact with the outside world world around them and how they've changed based on their relationship. Uh-huh. And it's really interesting like how they interact with people, how they how they uh do their jobs and everything like it's really interesting and it ends in a way where uh because the whole series takes place like over nine months okay so like it ends in a way where they make a huge breakthrough in their relationship where like it would be healthy but then they do something that's really unhealthy where you're kind of left on like a cliffhanger where you're like so is that a good decision for them to make? And if so, like, like, are they really going to stay together as a couple? Okay. And I, it, I think it's really well done, especially just everything about it felt really genuine. And it felt okay. like a relationship that was earned as opposed to like a relationship that was put together because they're two really good looking people and you want to watch them fuck each other. Okay. Is that uh, three seasons that are all? Yeah. Okay. And they said, I'm pretty sure they said that this season was their last season. So, okay. how many? Is it ten episodes a season? I think it's twelve. Thirty at thirty minutes. Yes. Yeah, thirty minutes. Okay. But I say give give like the first right. season a shot. If all you don't right. like it, you can. You're more than welcome to stop. But. All right. Me and Chelsea are looking for something to watch together. I think it's really, really good, and it even raises like some situation, like some situations where you can like think like, okay, like, 
Yeah, like like who is really like they'll have arguments where like I'm even left like okay who was the who was the bad guy in that argument and it's I'll still like will not come up with a reg, with like a right answer because you see the positives and negatives based on like what you've seen from each of them. Okay, it's really cool. All right, fair enough. Check it out, love love, love on Netflix on Netflix. And uh, before I came here, I watched the first episode of the second season of Legion. Oh shit. Because that came out uh, just yesterday. Uh-huh. And uh, it's... Ugh, still on point? It's still on point. God damn it. It's still on point. And uh, they even... They do a thing... Like, it looks like it's still going to be really Shadow King heavy. Okay. And uh, they play it up where, like, there might even be, like, a like a time thing that they throw into this. Like, a time okay. travel type thing. Okay. They throw into the... Into the, into the season and man i i did not know how much i missed legion until i watched this episode now i'm like all right i'm back on board i want to watch more legion now good deal i might bank a few episodes before i get into watching it so okay at least binge half of it yeah because I, I i went back and listened to our episode that we did with awesome strack on the first season we might need to do that again okay yeah yeah I bring in the uh the new mom Oh yeah, awesome uh, Strack. Awesome had a baby. Strack, uh, making some spawn. Making, some <laughs> <laughs> making spawn. <laughs> uh, just had a baby yesterday. Yeah. Um, little, uh, little Strack. Little Strack. <laughs> Last name not Strack, but Lawsome L- Strack. <laughs> little, uh, little redacted <laughs> little redacted <laughs> like i don't want to push like her personal life oh, out yeah. on the internet or yeah. whatever but yeah um yeah just had a baby just saw her today good on her little little peanut hell yeah. yeah hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah man yeah With, yeah we'll we'll get her back when um uh legion if she watches it she might be pretty busy with uh you yeah, know, with said baby. Said baby. Sure. <laughs> but all in all, she does have 12 weeks off. That's true. <laughs> so she might, yeah, the whole season might be out by then. <laughs> Probably. She's got more than enough time to, uh, I mean, there's a, a lot of breastfeeding going on. Oh, so yeah. That's how you. You can totally mean, fit in some episodes of Legion while you're you breastfeeding. Can. Of course you can. I mean, baby's got to sleep sometime, right? Baby got to sleep. I build a whole patio. Granted, I didn't have to breastfeed. <laughs> <laughs> you built a patio while breastfeeding. That's right. Not hard. No, not hard at all. Funny thing is, I told my mom or my uh, brother and my dad that I would be a weekend project. Took me eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure we all know you. You filled us in quite a bit while you were building it. I still have the video clips of me making it, and I still plan on making the video of me. <laughs> Making a patio. Dad bod building or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Dad... What was it? Dad bod projects or whatever it is. (laughs) Um, Anything else you've been into this last week? That is it. Um, I've been into a few things. I actually watched the two first episodes of Roseanne. Oh, I haven't gotten into that yet. How was it? I am conflicted about it. Yeah. Because they do do... They do do. (laughs) They poop. The Trump angle on it, yeah. where the Connors are Trump supporters. Yeah. 
Except for her sister, who isn't. Jackie is not. Yeah. Now, what I did not know <laughs> until uh, recently is that Roseanne is actually a Trump oh, supporter. Oh, yeah, she is. I didn't know that. Like, I just assumed that because she is in Hollywood that she is more liberal. Oh, no. Didn't know that. So, <laughs> the... No, because I even, like, read, like, a thing where uh, Trump called her and congratulated her. When yeah, <laughs> I, I found that out after I watched the episode. So, okay, so... So now you feel dirty? <laughs> a little bit. No, 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 no. Um, while I do find that premise interesting... Yeah. That, like, this lower middle-class family would have supported Trump and the Republican party on this last election. Yeah. Cause like it, it probably would have been true. Like, yeah. Yep. I would have loved to see that played out. That doesn't end up like being, cause they kind of do that. Like Chelsea watched all of the ranch on Netflix. Yeah. And it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. Where it has that conservative kind of view of life. Which is fine. Like, that doesn't mean, like, I fucking hate you. I'm not going to go out and say that right now. Like, it's Troy's roundabout way of saying he fucking hates you. (laughs) But, like, I, (laughs) what they did in this, I was like, so they made Jackie, like, she is, like, the liberal side of the family. Yeah. And she shows up being, like, way comically liberal, showing up in, like, the nasty woman shirt. Yeah. And, like, the pussy hat. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And is like way almost like comically liberal. Yeah. Whereas like, I wish they would have balanced it out a little bit because if they did, like, I think it would have been like a, like a very interesting sitcom to watch. Mm -hmm. But I think the strengths is actually Darlene in the show. Really? She is awesome. Really? In this show. Like, if I was to watch it anymore, it'd be for her. Really? There are a few moments in this show that, like, I welled up for her character. Really? Because in real life, she is a lesbian. Yeah. But, like, in the show, she has a, um, uh, she has some kids, and she had a husband that I think, um, died when he went to... I think he. I can't remember if he div- yeah. now if because they... she married the guy who's on Big Bang Theory now. Oh, that's true, and I can't remember if like they divorced or he like went and was like he just went into the army. I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, he's not around. Okay. But their so- her son is like. He's not trans, but he likes dressing in women's clothes. Yeah. And the first two episodes kind of deal with that. Like, okay. And Dan is like, he's going to go to school and he's going to be bullied and he's going to be like beaten up. And yeah. I don't want that for my grandson. Yeah. Like I'm fine for like R- Roseanne and Darlene are kind of like letting him do whatever he wants. Cause it, it's him. It's how he expresses himself. Yeah. And Dan is like, I don't want that for my grandson because like, I don't want him to be. Like, he's protecting him. Yeah. And it's, like, a really interesting aspect of that. Because, like, in a lower... Like, maybe it's because it's just the community that we grew up in. Yeah. But, like, it's really... It really rings true to home. Uh, yeah. 
like, that, like that, especially in a in a show where they are they do seem a lot more right leaning and like especially yeah. with the like them a lot of them being Trump supporters like I like the idea of that where they do throw in that idea of like okay so if you are have this state of mind what if someone that you love pursued this thing that is considered evil right on your side of right. of the of whatever yeah sure what yeah like if you had a grandson that felt like he wanted to be in dresses like how would you react to that like it makes people deal with that and i i think it's a really cool idea i i and while I don't agree, uh, like necessarily agree that it a hundred percent works, yeah, because I know like Roseanne has also tweeted that like she doesn't like trans people or whatever it is. <laughs> oh shit! So like it's really hard to like I I feel like this was written to like make it. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. So she's not hated as much by everyone, or at least more of like the liberal leaning side. Yeah. But I think overall it works really well. And okay. I don't I and I think it's because of the area we live in. Yeah. Because we're both pretty liberal leaning. Yeah. But like I don't like to bring up politics on the show because it's no fun ever. Mm-mm. But the where we live, it's a, con- a fairly conservative. Oh yeah. And we see it a lot. And yeah. it this is one show where I think it can really use that aspect to almost mend a divide. Like if it was yeah. really good, it can play both sides mm-hmm. and have people m- meet find a middle ground. Yeah. And like by the numbers that I saw that the pilot got, yeah. Like it can grab those viewers and do that. Yeah. Like, find a middle ground. Like mm-hmm. I need something to do that. Yeah. Because like, I am sick and tired of my life being so pol- polarizing, <laughs> like whether it be politically divided or like just the internet, like love, oh, yeah. hate relationship. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's so exhausting. I am a hundred percent right there with you. Cause I'm always, I always, I hate the idea of, people either being so far one way or so far the other way like they definitely need something there needs to be something out there where you're not totally shutting out another voice yes like i think that's the reason why i think that's the reason why uh like people that are like right-leaning are so like uh just extreme where it's like everything is like so one way because we always like ev- like everything that's left leaning is always just shuts them out. Where it's like, oh, you're stupid. Like I've always I like my my one of my favorite sayings nowadays is like, no one has ever changed someone else's mind by calling them an asshole. Right. And that's like a big thing nowadays is that like if you do anything offensive, you're immediately considered an asshole, and then they shun you and they don't even listen to you at all. And that's mm-hmm. the worst thing you can ever do because the minute someone feels like they don't have a voice, then that's when they start screaming. Right. And then they start finding yeah. and then that's when they start finding someone else that does agree with them, but then they have really extreme ways of dealing yeah. with how they deal with it. So it's like, oh shit, well I don't really agree with that, but you're the only person that'll listen to me. Yeah, and like I, I don't want to have the show like derail into that aspect <laughs> of it. Yeah. But like I I never got into Roseanne growing up. Yeah. But, like, I feel like 
this show can be popular enough where if played right, because yeah. from what I understand that there are like a, a mix of politics going on in the writer's room yeah where they could like find this middle ground where it could work yeah so like i i don't know if i'll watch the whole season but like they have the first i watched the first two episodes okay i i might go in and watch them i would i'd be very curious of what you think because i do like the idea of taking yeah like the lower middle class ideals where you can see why they feel this way and then also throw in like, but then you can also deal with like, okay, so what if this happens? Yes. How would a family like that deal with that? So then you can also see how they try to accept this and then you can also see how this would be different for them, like right. on both sides. Right. And uh, that's what we need nowadays. Yes. We can't have this big divide where it's like, well, fuck you. Like, on both sides. You just need to I know. fuck. Yeah, exactly. Just, let's, let's all fucking hug each other. <laughs> if you're listening to this Thank and there's you. someone in the room that you don't agree with, hug them right now. Please. I want a big hug orgy <laughs> right now. We 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 love each other. Let's just all love we each all other today. We all have to live in the same fucking, fucking globe. I feel like we've gotten, we've drank way too much this episode, Troy. <laughs> I've fucking... I've had like four beers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it started with Roseanne. What the fuck are we doing? Let's here? let let's let's have Roseanne bring us all together. We let's all love each other. <sighs> okay. So anyway. What we are saying <laughs> is give peace a chance. <laughs> Book end it with some more singing. <laughs> so what I'm saying is check out Roseanne and see what you think. Because I'd be curious what everyone else thinks of it too. I really think yeah. Darlene and Dan are the strongest characters cool. in this. Well, John Goodman, come on. John Goodman kills it in this because Fuck like, yeah. granted, like he is... He plays, like, a Trump supporter in this. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't, like, outright do it. He's, like, more just protective of his family. Yeah. And that's really great. And then Darlene's great in this just because, like, it's a weird meta thing where her real life is, like, juxtaposition with her show life. Okay. And it's kind of cool the way it plays it off. And, like, there are points with her character that I did well up. Okay. I kind of want, yeah, now I'm curious to see it. All right. Um, okay, I'm moving on from Ozan. Move on. I also saw the second Jumanji movie. Yeah? What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah? Right? I wanted to not like it at all because I really liked the first movie. But, yeah. like, I feel as if they updated it well enough. Yeah. And it takes, it definitely takes the first movie and adapts it to what, it's like currently could do yeah in a culture like this and yeah. it works like i think it, it captures video game culture and throws in like those small quips that everyone knows from video games and make and like builds off them where it, it actually is funny based on that and you don't even need to know that stuff to actually get into the into stuff too right and I was actually surprised that it ties into the first movie as much as it does. Yeah. Like, not a lot, but it does no. do it enough where it's like, oh, you don't, like, totally dismiss it. Yeah. Like, it is, like, a real kind of sequel. Yeah. And, like, not to, like, spoil too much, but, like, I did kind of, 
like build from it that like the uh what's the what's the name what's the name of the guy that you dressed as for halloween oh uh van pelt yeah because the the villain in this his last name is van pelt too yeah so i'm like i'm like building off of like there's just a constant string of people named van pelt that are trying to take over jumanji and right. like jumanji is bringing in people from the outside to try and keep it at bay or right. something yeah 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 i was i was kind of hoping like well i it's almost too much of a spoiler to go into it but yeah. like like the Van Pelt in um, the first Jumanji movie is like way more of a threat, yeah, than it is in this one, yeah. And I was hoping like it, the trend would continue. Like, granted, like the movie I think was pretty great on its own, yeah. But like, it never really had like a. I never felt like a huge threat from this Van Pelt in mm-hmm. the second movie. Mm-hmm. Like, not as much as the first one. Yeah, he wasn't as a looming threat. Yeah. And also, isn't Jack Black fucking amazing in this? Yeah, really great. <laughs> and I didn't find um, Kevin Hart, like, grading in this either. Dude, he was hilarious in this. I really liked him in this. And <laughs> The was... Rock is great in this, too. Yeah. Like, everyone is great. Yeah. I could have gone for, like, way more of, like, Jack Black trying to show uh, Gillian, or uh, Gillian, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kieran, uh... uh... Karen Gillan? Yeah, Kar- yeah. I could have gone for more scenes of Jack Black trying to show Karen Gillan how to be a sexy woman. Yeah. Because yeah, those were amazing. All, all of the leads in this were great. <laughs> like, it was yeah, amazing. They all worked together so well. And yeah. Kevin Hart just being like, his weakness being cake. <laughs> like, the one part where he's like, my weakness is strength. <laughs> like, how is that a thing? <laughs> Just everything about it is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So that's amazing. And, uh, and the only other thing why um, I wanted to bring up that I drank an entire bottle of wine tonight yes. is that I started listening to a podcast called Wine Down uh, with, um, oh shit, Ben Ben Schwartz. Yeah, Ben Schwartz. Uh, Benny, Benny Schwartz. Schwartz. <laughs> uh, you've probably seen him in Parks and Rec. He plays uh, one of the annoying... Uh, siblings from uh, the Fonz <laughs> in it. Uh, he he teamed up with like a winery to explain like he's he explains it as like he's a novice at wine. He he likes it, but he doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. So he's like in every show he brings a comedian and an expert in wine to explain wine pretty much and uh the first episode he brings scott ackerman to a winery where they talk to one of the winemakers there and i thought it was really good i thought that first episode was pretty informative the winemaker had a lot of intelligent things to say like it it all pretty much stems out to be like wine is up to your own interpretation. Like mm-hmm. either you like what you like or you don't. But he also gives out plenty of other facts like this is how this is done and this is done and yeah. whatever. While they make it easy to listen to. Granted, I want to say the second episode is a little bit, I thought, more grating. Because <laughs> like the comedians they had on there, they're all kind of talking over each other. And I was like, kind of like ugh. Yeah. But the expert they had on there was, I think more informative than the first episode. Yeah. So 
um, I was really into it, and that was the only reason why I wanted to buy a bottle of wine tonight to have, because I was to it on the way home, and I was in the mood for some wine. So All right. I have ingested well, an entire bottle I just bottle added it to point. my podcast catcher, so I'm going to check out the maps. Very good. So that's it. That's all I've been into that's this last all week. all we got. I feel like we went hard and heavy into our recos. We did. <laughs> slap, <laughs> slap. We were... Super into Ro- we just we I think we tried to bring the whole world together on our on your uh, review of Roseanne. Listen, I think people should at least watch it, regardless <laughs> of what you think of your political stance. Um, but uh, that's the show, JT. All right. Next week, are we still next week doing uh, nostalgia? Yeah, we'll do nostalgia. I got my pick, Troy. Okay. And uh, I've been holding it over your head. I know you are chomping the bit to I know what I'm going to do. I have no idea what it is. Uh, I brought up. Uh, at one point in one of our episodes that I grew up with three different animated movies when I was growing up. One was The Rescuers Down Under. Uh-huh. One was Five Goes West. Yes. And there was another one that I watched. The Dom DeLuise littered All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm going to say I don't think I've ever seen that. Really? I don't think I ever have. I had that tape and I remember having it on in the background all the fucking time and then i went to a show that i was on and one of my friends ran into me and they were like yeah i watched like all dogs go to heaven the other day and i was like holy shit i watched it a fuck ton when i was a kid and i've not seen it in like almost 15 years like how is it and they were like it is fucked up and i was like (laughs) i need to watch this sometime soon (laughs) So, yeah, and I looked on Amazon, and it's on Amazon, so we totally need to, yeah. All right. All dogs go to heaven. Okay. All right. All dogs go to heaven. It involves dead dogs and an orphan girl, and it's rated G. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. All right. So, here we go. For Ruin Nostalgia, our first episode, my pick, we're doing All Dogs Go to Heaven. Great. All right. I'm in it. I'll... If I've ever seen it, I saw it when I was super young, and I've only ever seen it once. Yeah. This was not one that was on a lot in our house. Yeah, I had the I had the tape, so that was one of the ones I cycled through, and that was the one that I've gotten, like, the general consensus is, it is super fucked up for being a kid's movie. <laughs> Great. All right. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm looking forward to taking some vigorous notes on this one. Yes. Man. All right, sweet deal. So, if people already have their thoughts on uh, Ruin Nostalgia, where yes. can they do that? They can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not? Bucky for everyone on Snapchat, Troy. If you got something that you thought was great as a kid but ended up sucking as an adult, you can hit me up at Troy to the Max on Twitter, or you can hit us both up at Review Review Pod on Twitter. If you don't want to do the Twitter route, no problem. We got a Facebook where you can hit us up with all of your uh, ruined childhoods at uh, facebook.com slash review review pod. And all of our new episodes are also uploaded on that. If you want to get into all of that action, uh, we also post our host on our hosting site. We this post fucking, our hose. This fucking <laughs> bottle of wine is fucked me up. <laughs> God. Okay. We post all of our new episodes. Oh, cool. On to reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. If you don't want to visit that host site, hey, no sweat off my back. Because it's on a plenty of other platforms. Yeah. Such as Stitcher, Google Play, and 
Apple Podcasts. Yes. Why you're there if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts. Why don't you rate and review us? Five stars even. F- five stars even. Because <laughs> if, you, if you like the show, that's pretty much the only way that other people will find the show as well. That's yes. the only aggregate that we found that even rates podcasts in a meaningful way whatsoever. Yeah, yeah so do it. Um, and if you have something you want to say long form. Yeah. You're more than welcome to do so at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Hell yeah. And while I say that, I'm going to pull up that. Just do, we have a, do I have anything? Just in case. I'm going to pull it up. Nothing. <gasps> Damn it. <laughs> we got a email from Podbean saying that they've updated their uh, terms of service. Yep. Did you so read they kicked us off? No, we're still on there. Okay, but uh, we'll probably get, I, I don't know what it is. It's something about... They changed something that our subscribers yeah. might be skewed. I don't fucking care at this point. Yeah. Uh, there you have it. <laughs> There's uh, all the places. I looked you can at, find at our analytics, and the last time I looked at our analytics, our uh, tick episode did very poorly. Oh <laughs> damn! So, uh, so there you go. Damn, that was my pick, too. Fuck me. Yeah, so you're the reason why no one listens to us anymore. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the case. I knew it. Because I think uh, my Brigsby Bear, like, Brigsby Bear got 18 listens, and yours got, like, 14. Oh, that's <laughs> so low, even for Brigsby Bear. Usually hit higher than that. Yeah, but usually our newer stuff gets pretty good. I'm, I'm curious to see how our uh, anticipated one does. I haven't seen that yet. Okay. And Ready Player One is more relevant. Yeah, Ready Player One should do pretty well. Okay. Woo. Very good. Anyway, that's the show. Next week, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Probably get shit listens for it. Shit listens for All Dogs Go to Heaven. We run the show, so we get to do whatever we want. Yeah, we're not getting paid shit for this, so who (laughs) fucking cares? (laughs) So let's... (laughs) Let it ride! (laughs) You're so drunk. God damn it. Anyway, that's the show for this week. Join us next week where we do All Dogs Go to Heaven. Do you have a pick for Nostalgia, Troy? I haven't nailed one down yet, but I'll let you know next week. All right. Uh, But until next time, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am JG3K. And we are off.